Boy, howdy, was that fun. Hey! <laughs> Is this a debate I don't know about? <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we continue our scenario analysis series where we look at each scenario in the game to discuss their rules as well as talk about our most recent game against them. In this episode, we examine Guard the Isle's Heart. Do you have a, do you have a funny lore? I always say the funny. <laughs> Hold up, I got a burp coming. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, 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 I'm ending it. I'm stopping it right there. Nope, nope. Right off the bat, I apologize. My nose is, like, completely blocked, so I don't sound... A little stuffy. Yeah, like my normal self, but that's fine. We'll, we'll adapt, we'll improvise. We'll that's right. We Onward. shall soldier on. Upward. We shall soldier on. Well, guard the Isles heart. Back to scenarios. Here we are. Yeah. I love scenarios. My goodness. I was looking forward to this one. Hang on, y'all. I might be coming around on scenarios. What? what? This was a really fun one. Whoa, Laura, I, I did not see this coming. I had a fun time <laughs> with this one. It is topsy-turvy day, apparently. It was a good game. It was a challenging one. You know, I like a little crunch. I like a little sweating. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into it. But yeah, sure. this was a fun one. Yeah. All right. Okay. High praise. By the way, I say we'll get into it a million times in an episode. And every time, <laughs> I hate myself every time I hear it play back. <laughs> I'm like, find another phrase, Nobody John. But does it stop perfect. you from saying it again? No. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I just don't like it. You know, I find myself in the moment I get so happy and excited. I have like this rant of happy. I'll yeah. have these happy rants. And in the moment, I'm just like, yee! And I listen back to him, and I'm like, oh, my word, Ryan, shut up. <laughs> like, just get to the point. Like, come on, let's go. I was like, two minutes. If any of you at home. But it's like, well, <laughs> I look at it like, well, no, it's, I don't want to limit passion. I'm happy about it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun I to think do. it's kind of fun to yeah. let people who are happy just have their happy moment just for a minute. Yeah. Let us have fun. So that's why I it. choose to let those in, because I'm like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But every now and then, if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, oh, my word. Cut. I <laughs> <laughs> think Ryan gets grumpy. <laughs> Well, without any further ado, let's go ahead and start this sucker. Let's get into it. Hey, thanks, Laura. The invaders have found the center of the island's power, and if they lay down roots there, the heart of the island will be shattered. You must act decisively in order to save your home, and in your haste to mount a defense, you reach out for whatever source of power you can find. With your newfound strength, fight back the invaders! Ooh! Spicy! We should read that every time. Whenever you play Guard the Isle's Heart, you should read that. That was fun. This one I that feel blood is... Pumping. I like the reach out for whatever you can find. I'm your newfound strength? I feel as if cool. this okay, one Eric has a slightly spicy. different lore style than the others. Like, the other ones describe what's happening, and this one does too. Yeah. But this I one has, so. like, that angle of a propaganda poster. <laughs> like, bad thing has happened. Go and save the day. Uncle Sam needs you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. doesn't kind of feel like it's encouraging you to get out there and go... You know what I mean? Like, like a trumpety fanfare behind it. Yeah. I'm doing my Captain part. America. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I have that vibe from this one. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that is the lore of this one. 
According to the powers that be, this scenario is notably easier for spirits with easy build prevention. They suggest a spread of rampant green. We yeah, I definitely can see yeah, why that could be a thing. If you can alter things with more expansions, I would say like isolation would okay. be a, a good one. Oh, yes. Oh, that's true. I see that. Because yeah. explores... things from exploring into or out of or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the hardest part about isolation is you don't know where you need it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to guess. Yeah. You pick a land and hopefully something happened there. Here, you definitely know what lands you need to stay clear. S- yeah. Stay isolated. So constantly spam isolation on that thing. I like that. Yeah. I, about that. I mean, I don't disagree with Oh, no, 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 green. no, no, no. But like, this came out with the base game. Sure. Right. Isolation wasn't there they in the also didn't have wilds at that time. So Ooh, someone like Keeper yeah. who can just spam their wilds right into that whole surrounding area would also be beneficial yeah, for us. Yeah, I think Fangs has a good oh, yeah. argument here. Definitely. Just for build prevention. In and out, build kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Anywho, they say that this scenario is notably harder for spirits with no build prevention or fast ways to destroy explorers. As an example, bringer of dreams and nightmares. Ironically, in a way, green also, because they're <laughs> terrible against explorers. But, you know, build prevention is great. Mm-hmm. Lightning, probably, I would have to say, mm. not so great against explorers. Hey. Yeah, it hits mostly Downpour, cities. Downpour is not so great against explorers. They can move them around. They can move them. They just can't kill. I guess I right. should clarify. They can't kill they them. They can't kill them. I'm thinking more of the lines of killing them, I suppose. You're right. They can't control them. Yeah. We're ignoring that Shadows is actually good now. Yeah. To destroy <laughs> explorers. <laughs> <laughs> they also say that the scenario is notably harder against adversaries who act quickly. As an example, like Brandenburg, Prussia. As in most cases, I think it's funny how sometimes they say, oh, against adversaries who behave like this. And there's like five of the seven adversaries behave like that. Yeah. So it's like, uh, well, yeah. just everybody is hard. <laughs> just about everyone. We'll get into it. How about this? I would say, you know, this came out with the base game. I would have included England's. Oh, yeah, I definitely would have. Instead of Brandenburg. Yes, they move fast, but England built so much. And the the adjacency build. They don't even need an explorer to be in that interland. they can just build with nothing there. And there's the extra build tile. Right. You know, you have their escalation. Yeah, that's okay. Yep. Agree, disagree. Embrace (laughs) debate. There you go. So let's go ahead and look at the actual rules changes and what they do. It's at difficulty level zero. Now, there is is some debate about this. Some people feel that it actually makes it a little easier for reasons we'll talk about in a moment. We'll get to. Mm -hmm. They might call it difficulty negative one. (laughs) There's a few famous things that the scenario does for you. (laughs) (laughs) I would say really the difficulty is just very swingy. It's either going to make things way harder or easier. Sensing a theme there because we said the same thing about Dahan Insurrection. But anyway, continue. It's almost like they're all swingy. Uh Oh, I think this is like the biggest one that deserves an asterisk. Okay, we'll get into it. And we'll get into into it. it. We'll get into it. Anyway, what is the rule change called? The rule change is called Innerlands. It's the only rule change. There is one Innerland on each board. If you have one or two players, it is land number seven on each board. Yeah, they just show a little diagram here. It's kind of hard to describe a visual thing on a podcast. It's just like (laughs) the most inner land. So it's probably going to be eight. Like you said, if it's on one or two players, it'll be land seven. It's the lands that are all touching each other. Farthest away from the coast. The farthest, yeah. Yeah. Now, notably, this game came out before the expansion with Jagged Earth. Sure. So there isn't a setup diagram for six players. 
I'm guessing that the players at the start of the game would just converse and talk about which ones they think would be applicable. Or you do that star pattern. <gasps> and it's just Ooh, that one. The one right in, in the, the middle of the star. Touching, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Do you think if they ever did like a second edition, they would have an updated diagram for the scenario? Yeah, oh. I would think so. Probably. I would agree with that. Hmm. I think they should. Okay. Second edition. Nice. And then there's also an additional loss condition. Here we Anytime go. after turn one, if there is a town or a city in an inner land, you're done. Hmm. Ooh. Fortunately, it is after turn one. Thank huge. goodness. That's huge. That is actually quite severe. Oh, Anytime yeah. there is a building on any one of those inner lands. It's, I bam. think, the most severe loss condition in the game. It's, it's so very like, sudden. Like, whoa. Yep. And it's so easy to accidentally do. Oh, my goodness. The only time that you'll have like a, uh-oh, they're making progress is, I guess, if an explorer gets there. But, I mean, the moment <laughs> any building gets there, any of them, whether it's a movement, whether it's someone doing a stupid event thing or a adversary thing, they just need to get any kind of building on one of those lands. Having a town is dead. so easy. Yeah. And we'll get into that, too. And that's too. why they have an undo button on the digital one for dum-dums like me. <laughs> I was getting my hair done the other day. It was you know, a six-hour affair. So I'm playing Spirit Island on my iPad, and I'm trying out Guard the Isle's Heart because I'm trying to do my homework. Nice. nice. Good job. Good job, Thank Laura. You. Thank Claps. you. Claps. There you go. Wow. wow. I think I was nice. playing against Brandenburg, Prussia. You okay. know, they add a town. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to add it in there. Because I was playing, you know, a three-board thingy <laughs> me, and it was like, and you're done. And I was like, wait, what? And game uh. over. <laughs> you <laughs> died. <laughs> so I added my own town to my land and killed myself that is true i suppose if you want to have your game end because you have somewhere to go or something like, <laughs> yeah well I'll, i guess i'll just play the game there. really quick what yeah. were my stats anyway like. <laughs> anyone whose significant other is making you play this game suggest guard the isle's heart and lose oh, quickly no. <laughs> oh. why am i making you play this game was that a... anyways moving on ah! so that is you love it that is the big, glaring, scary con. And it actually is quite intimidating, not going to lie. Extremely. For the longest time, especially when I started this game, I avoided the scenario because I was terrified at the sound of that. Like, what? Insta-loss. Insta-lose. And not only is an insta-lose available, it's an insta-lose that's available really easily. With France, you can see your town pool slowly dwindle. Yeah. With England, you can slowly see the six right. to seven buildings yeah. building in a land. With yep. Russia, you see the beast being added to the card. Correct. But yep. with this, oh, bam. I just lost. Oh. Oh. Uh, Okay. Oh. You know, it's kind of weird because I remember when we started, I'm looking at the inner lands with like a, <gasps> like such a fright, such like a tense, scared view. I'm like, okay, nothing can touch those. Nothing can touch those. I'm like, oh, I still have to worry about other builds and ravages. Right. And it's like, I almost don't want to get engaged with those you builds and ravages. Seven other I lands. I feel as if I'm being pulled away from the inner lands. Like, mm. okay, really quick. Nothing is over here, right? Nothing is over here. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I can look at other things. <laughs> one explorer gets like one lane closer to the inner land. <gasps> okay, you get out of there. Okay, we got it. Okay, okay, okay. That okay. perfectly encapsulates how it is feeling. So, playing it's like such a scenario. nervous energy, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. For the setup changes, it says, after all other setup, including the setup explorer, me and Laura had a fight about that. 
He was right. Well, I was like, no, you take off the buildings and then do the explore. Oh, no, nothing explores because there's no buildings. I'm like, not true. My little utopia land. So nice. So do your setup explore, and then it says remove all towns. Oh, that is huge. Oh. Oh, that is huge because of... Adversaries. Adversaries. And how much crap they spew all over the everywhere. place. Everywhere. Imagine Sweden. France. Brandenburg. France. <laughs> yeah. Sweden. All Don't they have them. stuff on the you most lose. Yeah. <laughs> you lose. So many of the adversaries add stuff. So, yes, oh, I'm so glad. Remove all the towns. Remove all towns. In each inner land, sea rule changes. Add one explorer and add one presence oh. from the player starting on that board. Yeah. So every player... On each of your starting boards, you get another presence. You can add a bonus Ooh. grow, baby. But they do have an explorer there also. Yeah, it starts with an explorer. But at explorer. least you're there. You're ready. Both of you are You're already are there. in place. We're yep. both like eyeing off. It's like a standoff. Yeah. It's like, like hockey. Uh, they drop right. the puck. I was yep. thinking like gunslingers, just like hand sure, like on the, the old trigger. West. Old yeah. West. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that music is. <laughs> Quiz time. What movie did that theme come from? Shane. <laughs> you say shame or Shane? Shane. Come back, Shane. Was that a movie? That's a movie, right? Are you that just a, naming that a, names? That is a movie. Are you naming names? That would be from the brilliant score of Enrico Maricone. Three times in... Yuma. Good guess. Good movie. But the Magnificent bit... Seven. Let the man Also finish. a good movie. Phenomenal movie. That John is Wayne. from The Good, The Bad, Ooh, The Ugly. The Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> my dad loves westerns. We grew up in our home mm-hmm. watching old westerns all the time. My dad, like, that's in his top five. So we saw it all the time. So I have a very healthy reverence for the movie. That's why I know that. And that sounds. Yeah, and so that knows. So, but yes, you with your presence and the bad guys of the explore, you're just like Mexican standoff, yeah. just like a duel and, you know, old western times. Staring each other down. Yeah, like good old stare down. There is a qualifier, and we ran into this in a game. If this is illegal, as for Ocean's Hungry Grass, add <laughs> the presence in the nearest legal land on that board. Okay, right. so that was... Laura was not playing Ocean. Who were you playing? So we played this game like a week ago with a friend of ours, and I decided to play Volcano because I haven't played them in a while. Not a great choice, Bob. Um... <laughs> And so we had a little dispute about if I could go there because I'm supposed to only go to mountains. Her innermost land was a jungle, ah, not yep. a mountain. So then Narrator, the answer... she could not go there. <laughs> <laughs> she was not able to go there. She grew to a mountain. <laughs> we could have editing Ryan say it. She could not go there. Like so just like that. <laughs> yep, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next thing, after all legalities of adding presents, each spirit starts with two additional power cards. <gasps> Drawing a single card from each of the two power decks, minors and majors. Downside, you don't get to pick out a four. Upside, they're free. They're free. (laughs) So, those are the rules for Guard the Isle's Heart. The thing that made it harder was that additional loss condition. But as you just described, look at the ways that it makes it easier for you. The growth is the wow. placement. Adding a presence is a lot that for some big, spirits. Dude. A lot that on turn huge. one. Huge. If you're someone who really likes to get big fast and do fun things, this one just jumpstarts you right into that. Good point. Yeah. Great point. This scenario is famous. Famous for setting the player up very, very nicely. 
The extra presence out there is great because on one hand, it's better for range and targeting because, hey, that's literally another presence out there. I remember, heck, even in ours, I was like, you know what? I wouldn't have had like as easy targeting to cover this land or to cover that one Mm. if I had just my normal starting setup. But thankfully, since I have this innermost land with a presence there, I can target this land. So it's better for those reasons. It's cool you can target that land, but because that land's all touching all the boards, you were able to target target all of our lands yeah and yep. as the game went on you helped out all of our lands yeah. and we all helped yeah. each other out no joke sometimes i've seen players who literally only play this scenario because of this setup where they are struggling with an adversary that's difficult for them yeah so they will just tack on guard the isle's heart just so that they can get an extra turn that's basically an extra turn yeah. extra growth yeah in oh, the that's beginning. smart yeah it's like a fun little life hack there i talked about this a long time ago in season one but my first level six win i did tack on guard the isle's yep. heart mm-hmm. and that is how i was able to beat brandberg precious six because of like mm-hmm. you're saying ryan it kind of so gave nice. me that boost it gave me that boost yeah Just what you needed. Mm -hmm. But the other half is since you have a presence on the board, that means one of your tracks already starts the game improved. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so huge. Or more plays. Or more money. Or more elements. Or (laughs) more money. More. It could be anything. (laughs) It it depends on what you have on turn one. You get to choose. And it's so great because it's like I can pull from top track or bottom. And like, oh my goodness. The moment you see that, you're like, oh, man, this is worth it. Like you said, totally worth it. It's like an extra turn. So basically what you could do with the spirit on turn two, you're doing on turn one. Yeah. Yeah. Then for those two extra cards, on one hand, you don't get to pick, as Laura said, what those cards are. And on one hand, it's like, eh. Because, you know, usually... Sometimes it can swing and miss. There is a very high chance that it's going to be one that you can't use because it's completely random. But the thing that you're getting is you are getting a minor and you're getting a major. That is awesome. Without having to forget. Right. Either. Without having to forget, which is amazing. Now, the thing is, is when I look at this, when it comes to getting a random card, honestly, it's a win-win for me. Because either you get what you want, or you now have a great candidate to burn for a major. Mm -hmm. So, Or you get a card that you wouldn't normally pick up, and then you get to play it. Oh. You're like, oh, okay, well, I've got this. I might as well try it out before I burn it. You're right. A great candidate for a burn to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of forced into your hand. Yeah, so you're like, I might as well just, like, try it. Oh, yeah. Normally wouldn't. Oh, no, definitely. There are so many times where I'm like, okay, this is my burn card, but hey, it helps me for this one turn. Let me yeah. play it really quick. <laughs> yeah. I think that happened with Laura in our game. Fun yeah, thing. I pulled a major that I never used before. Actually, it happened to be perfect for my spirit, too. We'll get into it. <laughs> but cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it also can help on a fluke event thing where it's like, you know what? I wouldn't have had an element for this event that's... because my starting hand doesn't have this oh, that's element. True. That's a huge point. Let me discard this or forget And this like, point. I don't even care about this one, so let me forget this one. There's <laughs> two elements I am always looking for is water because of Years of Little Rain and yeah. Sun for yes. missionaries. I was about to say sun. I'm always looking to have it in my hand. I'm not yeah. kidding. And yeah. there's 50-some events. I might never see it. Oh, I am but very <laughs> much aware of your lust for Years of Little I Rain. I love Years of Little Rain. <laughs> and how it and somehow <laughs> comes up in turn two in every game you play. <laughs> Laura shuffles. What can I say? Slide it in there. <laughs> 
So those are the pros and cons of Guard the Isles Heart. Now what we're going to do is we're going to ask some questions to the room once we have talked about our game, and I can't wait to get into it. But let's go ahead and discuss some adversary interactions with this scenario, and what we think would be some of the bad ones, or some like the ugh and whatnot. And they all have them. (laughs) Yep, they all have them. Spoiler alert. Just like what we kind of alluded to earlier when I talked about adversaries who are bad, well, honestly, every adversary has something in their kit that isn't really great with, or fun. <laughs> it's almost like all adversaries do stuff with buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at how limited the design space is, everyone has to have buildings and has to have explorers. This is how they use them, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, it's true. In Brandenburg Prussia's case, honestly, it's just their escalation, which actually isn't so bad. Land Rush, which just simply says, add a town to a land without one. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the player has a large amount of agency on this one. So, okay, on one hand, the con is, it is really easy for that to happen. Because it's like, oh, hey, on boards with buildings, that's almost always going to be Yeah, it's hard not to trigger that. Add a town to a land without one. Oh, why ain't so bad? Well, because Guard the Isles Heart clears all the towns. Right. So to add a town to land with that one, it'd be pretty easy. Sure. Yep. That's not so bad. That's Unless not too bad. your only land without a town is that one. And then it sucks. But the thing then is, at stinks. game start, it's not nearly that case. Sure. Yeah. But the thing that's nice it about Brandenburg... It has to become a real dumpster fire before that happens. Mm-hmm. But Brandenburg, Prussia, at no point, regardless of what level they are, do they ever have the invader deck start at level two mm. with the invader stage. It either starts with a level one card or a level three card, which means that escalation is not happening, which means that you will definitely at least have a few lands that are clear at game start. Definitely. Regardless of the difficulty. Yeah. So you can see it coming. I'll be honest. I know they included this one as like adversaries where this is harder. I think this is one of the easier ones to play with. I think I'd agree. As we'll get into the other ones, this one is like we're all saying, there will be probably other empty lands where you can add mm-hmm. a town. It was hard back in base game. Now we've got these other adversaries. We're like, nope, it could get harder. I okay. Think, I think I'd agree. I disagree. Well, <laughs> I, you know, no, I agree with John is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, do you know what uh, I think? Uh, what? I think since this was a base game one, they were trying to find as many ways not to put England on every single one. <laughs> this is harder with England. This, this is harder with England. 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 That is a complete theory of mine. Don't look into that. I'm just completely It's almost like England is very hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and at the immediate moment, at the time of recording this, the survey data is still coming in. And guess who's doing really well for the votes on who's the hardest? Is it England? It's England. Okay. <laughs> Hasburg is also getting a lot of votes. But we shall see how the data settles out when the survey comes to an end. Speaking of England, their next, their level one makes things a little bit spicy. Yeah. Indentured servants earn land. This is the famous. That is the adjacency build. The adjacency build. It's the worst. You it, don't even get to see explorers coming onto that <laughs> land. Like, that's your early warning system. Right. Oh, an yeah. explorer here. Oh, I should act And you get, like, a turn to take care of something in the quick yeah. phase before. Yes. Or the slow phase. Right. Yeah. Or this the fast phase. Like, kaboom. Done. Right. Oh, adjacency build. Oh, great. It's touching two other yep. lands with buildings. Yep. Perfect. It builds. Yep. Yep. That one stings. There's also level three and four. The high immigration tile. Ooh. The extra build. Stupid. The stupid build! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they build them, ravage them, build again. Yay! (laughs) The reason why 
why we say level 3 and 4 is because level 3 is where the high immigration tile comes out the first time, but then level 4 says, oh, hey, that thing stays. <laughs> that doesn't leave. Uh, the whole game doesn't have to. Ironically, the extra health doesn't really matter. No. Because the thing is, it's like, it doesn't matter how much health it has or how damaging it is. We'll talk about that with Sweden. If it got there, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't even matter Huge about point, how the Ryan. stats work. Huge point. It doesn't even matter. That's funny where extra health, because that's what England is known for. I know. It doesn't it's even. funny. <laughs> right. How that doesn't even matter. Doesn't even affect it. Doesn't it. even matter. You're right. You already lost by then if it's already right. there. Then we also move on to Sweden, where their escalation is swayed by the invaders. Ugh. Which is where outnumbered Dahan get converted into towns after explore actions. That is rough. Well, you, you've always hated this escalation. Right. If you have a Dahan that's on an inner land... Which we did. <laughs> All of them. We had a few. More on that later as we go into the game. Oh, man. I mean, you could literally... Oh, man, that's game. Bam. Done. Just from an explore action. And here's the thing. That's their escalation. Yeah. You can have them at base difficulty and bam. That's you're true. Dead. Level one. Not, <laughs> not even, even level one. Not even level, level one. one. <laughs> so now you kind of want to keep Dahan out of the center just so they don't get converted into towns. Mm. But now you don't have any. Well, I guess you wouldn't want towns to fight back anyway. But it's just annoying. It's yeah. annoying. But then they have level five in Sweden, Mining Rush. When a land blights, add a town to an adjacent land without buildings. Oh, dear. Ooh, and oh, this no. land's not going to have buildings. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't get a choice on this one either. You're like, oh, man. And this is probably going to be an innermost land because you obviously right. can't have buildings there. And like we said earlier. And Sweden's going to blight. Double blight? Yeah, who cares? No, I mean, like, not beyond the standard Extra damage? amount of who cares. Extra, Extra damage? damage? Yeah, who cares? In regards to how we look at the game as it pertains to the rules that this scenario gives... It's like, yeah, we don't care about extra damage. No. We don't care about double blighting. Who cares? Because what we care about is if a single town got there and the moment it got, yeah, we can get it. Uh, that's, <laughs> I think, and that's game. <laughs> Honestly, y'all, Sweden's looking pretty scary right now. It is. Honestly, and if you're yeah. playing like one of my favorites, Stone, who kind of deals in blight, mm, you're just right. like, I like blight. And you're kind of like, I don't care about the town coming because I'll hit back and smash it later. Sweden has always been tricky for Stone, though, yeah. because, like, Stone, it's if the Blight ever outnumbers their presence, and Sweden adds two Blights. Can you tell I haven't played Sweden in, like, a year? <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's such a weird one. It's a weird adversary. Stone doesn't like Sweden. Yeah. I don't like Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and especially... I mean, hey, you and I said that, like, no joke, in the adversary series... Max out Sweden was among the hardest. It was harder than France. Even though that's difficulty eight. Harder than Brandenburg. It's technically the easiest, right? And yet it was so hard. (laughs) It was so difficult. So it's kind of just funny how like very specific rules carry Mm -hmm. with the scenario. Especially with the scenario. Oh boy, France sucks. (laughs) (laughs) France. So Brandenburg, Prussia, their escalation sucked for this thing. England actually didn't. Sweden it did. France, yep, their escalation sucks here. Demand for new cash crops, which says that after explorers pick a matching land that was on the explore card, if that land has buildings, it blights. Okay, not so bad. If it didn't, it adds a town. Oh, oh no. no. It said add. Oh, no. Add. You can't get around that, Ryan. You can't stop uh, the word add. You can't isolate add. And once again, <laughs> this is the escalation. So this is at the base difficulty. You can so, lose base uh, level France. So you really got to be careful. And here's the thing. If it has buildings, it blights. Otherwise, it adds a town. Hey, guess what? If it has buildings, it blights. That's never going to happen. Because there's no building on the inland. Because you would have already lost at that point anyway. 
So that means it's always going to add a town. <laughs> there could be a scenario where you're like, oh, maybe I'll add a blight to another land matching it. But if there's already a blight there and it cascades, that's bad too. Yeah. And it might not be game ending. This is just a tough one. It's a really tough one. Then their famous level one frontier explorers add an extra explorer into explored lands that had no buildings. Hmm. Double explorers. Why is this hard? Well... Thankfully, explorers are still going, so you can still see it coming. It's just harder to get rid of double explorers. Right. Shadows gather one explorer. Oh. Oh. There's another one. Anyone that does one damage. Oh. Uh, you just literally have another body that you thanks. gotta get rid of. Thanks. near the jungle. Destroy right. explorer. Awesome. Right. Oh, so that's two. not helping you. <laughs> At level four, they have triangle trade. If a coastal city is built, add a town to the adjacent land with the fewest towns. You might not run into this a lot. It yeah, depends this on the board. So bad. It depends on the board, but there are some boards <laughs> <laughs> where a coastal land touches a lot of the lands, <laughs> and you could add a town to the innermost land, especially if it's the one with the fewest mm. buildings in it. Like your one, you're trying to keep clear. So this one yeah. could sting you if you. Yeah, you're right on the wrong board. And then they're level six, persistent explorers. After the normal explorer action, add an explorer to a land without one. Fear cards no longer remove explorers. Oh, dear. Oh, man. So you've been trying to keep this innermost land clear. And now this one, another add. We can't get around ads. Nope. The, uh, wilds don't stop ads. Isolation doesn't stop ads. Add an explorer to a land without any explorers. (laughs) You realize you're trying to keep these lands clear, right? Completely clear. Which means they are constantly coming back at a really decent rate. (laughs) France stings. And the thing is, like, hey, fear cards can't get rid of explorers anymore. That just means they're going to be just that much Mm -hmm. more prevalent on your board. Those explorers are going to be lingering. The one good thing is France starts with a lot of towns on the island. This scenario removes those towns. So that is the one bonus. They can kind of give you a head start against France. How's and all for that one happy little good? Yay, one happy. Hooray. And to be more specific with their escalation, which I do think is probably the worst thing here, in regards to that land matching, it says, after exploring on each board, pick a land of the shown terrain, you get to pick the land. So do not pick your inner <laughs> land. <laughs> Don't pick that one. Do not add Don't it. Don't pull a dummy. So, like we said, you will auto-lose if you pick that one. So that means one of your lands is forced to either always have a town or you are forced to have a blight. Because obviously if you choose the other one, you lose. So you must pick the other one. That's why it stings. If there's already a blight there, then you You can cascade. But the thing is, is no matter what you do, regardless of how bad it is, it's not as bad as instantly losing. So the reason why it sucks is because you are forced to take something that could be really bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If France stinks. Yeah. Ironically, with France, their slave labor actually isn't so bad. Oh. Because, you know, the thing where, oh, all explorers except for one turn into towns, that is a really bad effect under normal circumstances. But here, if that happens to you in the innermost land, it's, uh, well, I mean, if a single town gets built. So who cares if three or four or five towns got there you at the same time? You double lost. You double. Like, you mega lost. In the lost. same way that we don't care about Sweden's extra damage or England's extra health. Like this one usually is a really big problem, right? Yeah. And it's like, LOL, who cares? Yeah, at fine. that point, we would have lost. <laughs> I'm already it's funny how this scenario like really changes <laughs> what we're afraid of. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we're afraid of usually versus what we're afraid of with this scenario are two entirely different things. So I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Next one is Habsburg. Oh, here's another escalation. Oh, man. Seek prime territory. After exploring each board with four or fewer blight, adds a town to a land without towns or blights. 
If a board has two or fewer blight, do so again. Yikes. So now we're adding towns to lands without towns or blight. Mm. But if you are doing a good job against Habsburg, and we all want to do a good job and not add blight, if you have two or fewer blight, then you're adding two towns. Yeah. Two lands without them. Double. Maybe you have no choice now. Yeah. This is one of those annoying ones for me where it's like, if you're doing good, you get punished for doing good. Yeah. You know, because like, yay, I I haven't been blighting. I'm doing great. Right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I have to add two towns, and I only yeah. have two lands, and one of them is my innermost land. Because here's the I thing. Lost. The cleaner your board is, the more likely this will go off. True. But because of the scenario, you really want to keep those inner lands clean and clear. Right. Man, talk about an uphill battle. Yikes. The next thing for Habsburg is level one. This one, oh boy. Migratory herders, after builds, gather a town from a non-matching land into a matching land. Oh, so no. say say you oh, didn't um no. say nothing built in your innermost lands. But all of a sudden, wait, this migrating town is moving and matching that built land. You lost. <laughs> right Does that there. happen for each land? Like say your innermost land is a jungle. Do you have to do that into both of your jungles or just one? Gather one town from a land not matching a build card. Into matching land. So, yeah, unfortunately it would be both. Each land. Ugh, ew. Yeah. (laughs) So the thing that's so annoying is not only do you have to focus on keeping those innermost lands clear, you also, because of these moving herds, you have to keep towns off of, yes, the innermost lands and the ones adjacent to it. Because you can't afford for a town to be on that adjacent one who will then move. And then Habsburg, they don't build cities, they build more towns. Right. Oh, I'm Sorry, that double? <laughs> double the town. Uh, that are mobile that can go into the innermost land or whatever. Right. And you insta-lose. Right. The next level you have to worry about is level two. More rural. Rural? I hate that one. More rural. No rural. <laughs> Remember, we like rural. No, more <laughs> rural <laughs> than urban. <laughs> On inland lands, invaders build two towns instead of one city. Ironically, like we said before, it's not because them building in that land matters. But now there's more migrating towns. There's more migrating towns. If a single cow goes boom, 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 and goes right onto the amber dead. I'd like to see like the land, like in real life, if there's a cow like just tiptoeing and then like just getting closer, closer, closer. Dink! Whole island. Explosion. Because one cow stepped on the blade of grass on that one land. It's like a landmine or something. (laughs) With this scenario, you know, it removes towns. I feel like Habsburg is like, oh, we're just adding those towns back, back to back to the pile. Here's double towns now. Look at all these towns. Look at all these towns. Level three, fast spread. Invaders escalate faster with the removal of stage one. So now there's moving quicker, and that's what the scenario says. They alter the deck. The last thing you need is for that horrible escalation (laughs) to get to you faster. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, you have a single stage one card. Oh, that's... (laughs) I'm more scared of this escalation. Because you have two. Yeah. But the first one is your initial explore, so you only ever get to really experience one, mm. one turn, because one already happened with your initial explore. And this escalation scary, more right. scary than Brandon Prussia or something. Mm. This one stinks. Level five is the last one we think you really have to worry about. Wave of immigration. Among other things, you add one town to the inland lands with the fewest blight. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it does a lot of things, but that's the thing that matters here. <laughs> <laughs> it does a lot of things. Add a town to the inland lands with the fewest blight. Once again, we are probably <laughs> trying to keep that land very clear. <laughs> so now those three inland lands, it's not even just one inland land, it's not two, it's three. Add one town to three inland lands. Yeah. So ironically, you want that land to blight. But oh. how are you going to get it to blight? Ooh. You have to cascade there. You have to. Yeah. Because how else would you? Double explorers? Or play a card that I adds guess light. double a lot of explorers. A lot of explorers. Can, and or Ryan says or Cascade. It's weird. It's weird. you can't have a town there because you already would have died. Level <laughs> five, I think, is one of the biggest insta losses. It's weird. Of the adversaries. You it's just weird add, and I don't like add it. Add three towns <laughs> to the inland lands. But yeah. there you go. Habsburg's hard. And then there's Russia. Okay. Hey. So Russia at level two, a sense for impending disaster. One explorer always survives, but generates a fear if they would be killed and are instead pushed. Mm. So those explorers who that built? we are trying to, yeah. right, who are good at building things, <laughs> they're not dying as much. <laughs> they're lingering and are able to stick around and build. Get out of here. It's almost like they'll never leave. Stop it. Then at level four, accelerated exploitation. Invaders have stage three cards after each stage two. You are statistically more likely to have that land. (laughs) Pop up. Pop up. (laughs) Like 50% chance it's going to come up. (laughs) Oh boy, it's jungle. Dang it. Land summons a jungle. (laughs) Then you have level five, entrench in the face of fear. Bombs in the fear deck place sudden invader cards in the build space. Oh, great. Not good. More building. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, here they are again. More build <laughs> actions. More build that actions. you can't see coming. <laughs> you have no clue. It's like, oh, this just came out of nowhere. Uh, right. You oh, have no. no idea which one's going to be there. Because you're right. With an explorer, you can flip over the explorer card. And you can see, like, okay, this is going to build. No, Ryan's right. Oh, here it is. They're building. Frick. <laughs> I wasn't planning for Dang this. It. So that's why level five is really bad. <laughs> And then level six, pressure for fast profit. After ravages, add a town and an explorer to the land with the most explorers if that board never blighted this turn. Oh, just add a town. <laughs> not the worst, because you can see this one coming if you there's a ton of explorers. But anything that adds a town, it's so hard to get around right. ads. But the problem is like, wait, with the most explorers, oh, look at all these explorers that aren't dying. <laughs> <laughs> that just linger and stick around. And so I feel as if this one's not so bad, but it's definitely one that you can't forget about. You cannot forget. Anything that ever adds, adds. Mm. Don't forget about ads. I hate that word. So if I'm hearing all this right, though, Russia's not as bad? Ironically, Ooh, not the worst. Okay. No, I personally believe that Russia's not the worst. I don't think so either. With this scenario. I think, yeah, I think it's Habsburg and England still, duking yeah, it out. Yeah, England, I'm still afraid yeah, of. Yeah, England is always the top scare dog. And I'm still afraid of Sweden. <laughs> no lie. That escalation. That escalation, though. I don't like it. <laughs> and then we have Scotland. Scotland. Who, once Scots. again, look at this. The escalation sucks. <laughs> Ports sprawl inward. On the board with the most buildings, you add a bunch of towns to the board that has the fewest. Huh. Uh, and my inmost land probably doesn't have a lot of towns there because oh, I would have lost. Okay. <laughs> and there we go. I would feel so bad if I'm the one player that lost a team game. Well, see, here's the thing. Because <laughs> it's Scotland, one board. Right. 
picks on you. Picks on they you. They pick on the player in last place, but that's all they need. Yeah. Can you imagine if it's a group of four of you, you got together, it's been a hard work week, you plan this game out, you want to try a new scenario, you sit down, the escalation comes up, you're having a rough game, and then you lose the game for everyone. I would feel so bad. <laughs> now, the thing is, is the player who has to add all these towns, the number of towns that are placed are based on the number of players. So hopefully the number of lands that have the fewest towns doesn't include your innermost land. I hope so. Hopefully you can kind of scrape it off on some other land. Or don't play a six-player game where you're adding like six towns. But if you're in a high-player count game, oh, you no. could potentially be guaranteed to... Oh. Eight-player game? I think I lost. And we're dead. <laughs> so this one's not so bad on lower-player counts, but just once again, there's just the opportunity, the chance that you can just simply add a town to a spot where we cannot afford for them to be. Levels two and four are kind of the same thing. The invader deck has stronger levels at earlier stages. Mm -hmm. That's just never good. So those escalations are getting closer to the front of the deck, that kind of thing. Level six with exports fuel inward growth. After the ravage step, add a town to each inland land what? that both matches the Ravage card and is within range one of any building. Oh, you gotta be careful on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dear. So, isolate, 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 yeah. isolate. If nothing's <laughs> in range one if it's isolated. Please get that <laughs> isolate. Where you at, buddy? Because the thing is, is you can do something about having bad guy buildings within range one. Yes. But you can't do anything about it matching that card. No. You can't get around that. You can't. No. That's just, that is going to happen. So I really hope that your board state is really good or you are in a very convenient situation or... Isolation powers. Then you have isolation. <laughs> Finder, please. Yeah. <laughs> Finder, where you at, please. So I think downpour could be good here. But oh, yeah. yeah. That is a fun little brief examination of the various interactions at various levels that the adversaries in the game have with this scenario. So let's go ahead and change gears here and talk about our, our game. game. Dun, dun, so, dun. honestly, this game was so much fun. One of fun. the funnest we've this had a, a good while. One. Yeah. I enjoyed this This is a this good game. one. This was a difficulty seven game where we had a turn seven, tear three victory. Woo-hoo-hoo! Good yeah. job, team! Yeah. 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 Hooray! We had the three of us against Brandenburg Prussia level four. So, it was the three of us, and we did something that we're kind of starting to do more of, which is random boards. Yeah, we have been doing that. kind of fun. So, we happened to be dealt boards B, D, and E. So, who did everybody play as? I played as bringer of dreams and nightmares on board D. Nice. You got board D. Nice. 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 <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. But funny. I played as Vengeance. <gasps> now that. <laughs> Stop the presses, folks. Shocked me. The lizard has joined the chat. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Laura is playing well, Vengeance? As we do, it's topsy-turvy day. As, as Ryan and I do, we text ahead of time. Ryan's like, hey, I'm going to set up the game. Who do you all want to play as? This is so funny. So I said, yeah, I'm going to play Bringer because I like Bringer. And the thing said it's hardest for Bringer, so of course I'll play Bringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things and things. <laughs> And then Laura said, vengeance. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, in all caps, I said, what? <laughs> Laura's vengeance? What is happening? <laughs> I think my words were, it's about time we lose something. Ooh. <laughs> but we won, as it turns out. Da, 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 da. See, the lizard's good. So, <laughs> and Laura was dealt. I was dealt board E. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I should stop saying nice. <laughs> I played as Sunshine River, and I got bored B. It sounds like you mispronounced travel, my guy. <laughs> Wait, where's taxi? Like, no, I did sunshine. Taxi? I did sunshine. <laughs> taxi anyone? Did you lose travel? <laughs> so the thing that is really funny here that you might notice, they told us at the very start of this episode that the powers that be thought that this scenario was notably harder for Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares and Brandenburg, Prussia. And here we have Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares against Brandenburg, Prussia. <laughs> like, I texted John and said, what are you doing? Time to lose. <laughs> he said, it's time we lose one. I was like, dude, I swear, if you throw this game, I'll be so mad. <laughs> it's a very to heck with it day in our household. <laughs> Oh, John, man. why aren't you placing the presents? I'm just going to keep doing growth one. So was there any actual no sarcasm, cutting all comedy reasons for why you picked Bringer and Vengeance for each of you? Genuinely, no. Right on. Okay, good thoughts. Um, <laughs> I do like Bringer. I wanted to see how we would do as a team where I can't get rid of cities as well. Okay. Because a lot of our games we've won in Terra 3 or Terra Level 2. Yeah. And what if... I'm playing a spirit who can't handle cities. I'm not saying you can't win in Terra Level 3 with Bringer, because we won in Terra Level 3 with Bringer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to see, like, yeah, what this would do for the team, and also, like, the supportive nature of Bringer. I like yeah. playing support characters. Honestly, mm. I think Bringer's actually pretty good here. Mm. Because you have phenomenal explorer control. Why? Because every single card in the decks that say deal one damage can move that explorer True. out of there. Yeah. And not to mention that Brandenburg Prussia actually doesn't have a whole lot of fear cards. And no, so because you they're can so go fast. crazy with fear as this character. If you can find the right card, mm-hmm. maybe like a massive damaging Major, card, yeah. and just smack a land that's like really conglomerated, mm-hmm. bam, you can just get like a ton of fear. And against them, it's really nice. For me, I did Sunshine River for a plethora of reasons in truth, but one of them was I figured that this could offset some of Sunshine (laughs) River's (laughs) starting woes. Sunshine is an aspect for River, and what it does is, like many aspects, it gives you something, but also takes something away. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it gives you a new innate, and you start with one additional energy. Cool. Awesome. But it takes away your power card, Boon of Vigor. One of the strongest power cards in the game. So that means your hand of four goes to three. I was like, well, we're going to be getting two bonus cards, so that's not so bad. That was a good time to get rid of that other one. Yeah, that was a big brain move from Ryan. Smart. River's not so bad at moving explorers. So. <laughs> River's pretty it's good at fine. I figured it was a win-win. <laughs> I do think adding extra powers to your hand from guard was very smart playing Sunshine. Because starting with three powers... Is, you feel it. It's painful. Yeah. I'll say it. It's, it's a painful it. aspect, and that's mm-hmm. why I've struggled, but you did a great job with it. So oh, nice job, dude. 
I really didn't think about the scenario we were playing at all. I just wanted to play something different from Jagged Earth because it's not on the Steam. And I was like, what about if I play the lizard thing? And John was like, you should do that. Do that. Do that. I'm like, I all like, right. Anyway, I, stop bothering me. I'm I like something. the fire lizard. I think they're fun. I mean, it's not as if like any spirit in this game doesn't benefit from getting a turn to grow. That's right? <laughs> true. <laughs> or be more precise, just another presence placement of this. Yes, yes, yes. Now, like we said, we got boards B, D, and E. And the thing that actually really worked for us in a very positive way was that we had three inner lands, and they were all different. On my board, it was a mountain. For John's board, it was a jungle. And on Laura's, it was a sand. So the thing that was so great about that was this meant that we could focus on just one of them in the event that we really needed to. Mm -hmm. Or a wetland can come up and we're all safe. And we're all safe. And the thing that's so cool about this is every one of us is on those lands. Correct. So we can quickly get to them or we are within range of like, quick, get him. So this is what really helped me when I saw this the first time. My first initial fear of the scenario really went down. Okay. Because you hear oh my goodness the bad guys start on those lands and you know we instantly lose if a town just sets foot there Uh uh-oh well here's the cool thing the very first land that comes up in the invader deck is probably not going to be all of those lands unless you have like tremendously bad luck so it's probably only going to be one of those or just some of them yeah but more importantly your friends are all there to help out and Mm -hmm. you got extra cards it's likely that somebody somewhere can help the one or two players that need Mm -hmm. to get these bad guys out of there and thankfully the scenario stipulates that after turn one huge oh my goodness because (laughs) Because France (laughs) and I know we talk like there's a lot of discussion within the reddits about like what is it called when you're playing together but you're really just on your board and kind of like not worrying about it Multiplayer solitaire. (laughs) Multiplayer solitaire. And that's the fun of Spirit Island is when you're able to interact with each other and help each other out. Like in this game, I pretty much just like messed around on the coast with like blighting the whole entire land and let these two actually worry about clearing out my inner land. We're a very cooperative group. Um, And we do like... Yeah, talk us up. Make it sound good. (laughs) I played supportively. I'll say that. I stayed on my land until the very end. No joke. This was a kind of awkward team at first, but I think it kind of worked. I think it kind of worked, buddy. It did. Because we had Bringer for Fear, we had Vengeance for Offense, and I had control with River. And And support from Sunshine. You were handing out energy. John, you and I both had support and control. Yes. Honestly. I supported no one and controlled nothing. We supported supported your firepower. (laughs) Because she went ham on a lot of places. So one thing that was funny, oh my goodness, those first four turns were <laughs> crazy. The invader cards. This always happens to us. And this is you <laughs> shuffling. This is even Laura is getting her, her mitts on them. This is you. <laughs> so at Brandenburg Prussia level four, the order of the deck is one, one, three, two, two, two. Two, 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 two then threes, yeah. So the lands we got were jungle, mountain. Okay. Mountain jungle combo. What? And jungle. Stop ah. it. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And jungle was one of our innermost lands. Yet, 
at the exact same time, there were so many times where, oh no, they're going to build in this land. But since the ravage happened first, mm. what I was able to do is I was able to position so many Dahan, not even on my board, but just on so many boards. I'm like, oh, one explorer, one Dahan, bam, dead, bam, they, dead. They, yep. Oh no, they're about to build, but he's going to be dead because the ravage happens before the build. Yeah. So that actually happened. Those stars and we never aligned. got farmers <laughs> <laughs> to yes. build there instead of ravage. Yes. <laughs> get rid of farmers, get rid of farmers. Farmers, I hate farmers. Get rid of farmers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank the maker. Now, here's one thing that was funny. The events and fear cards were mixed bag. They hated me. (laughs) We'll get into that. So let's talk (laughs) about events. Down. (laughs) Back. Let's talk about these events. So Numinous Crisis came on turn two. Turn two, Numinous Crisis. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Who's ready for a Blight of Allen, folks? Not again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had the money. We worked around it. We paid for so, it. So, Numinous Crisis is famous for a few things. Among them is this card can make you filthy rich, but doing so will make you automatically flip the blight card. Yep. It is ridiculous. You blight like crazy and you until keep the card adding flips. blight until the card flips. Now, you get energy for every blight that you put out there. Which is nice. Which is nice Something. in truth. But the thing is, it's like, are you kidding me? This early? On turn two, I didn't want to flip. I mean, if we flipped over tipping point, we lose. Right. Honestly. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. No. (laughs) Well, it's been a fun game. Can't wait to record the podcast. (laughs) And if I recall correctly, the blight does not go like onto the game board. It goes back into the box, correct? Yeah. So it's not even like it would have been out there for my little lizard to like use. It's removed. And now my lizard has very little blight to work with. And Mm. we were like, yeah, we don't want to play a game with vengeance in it where Numinous Crisis has gone off like this. Yeah. So we are paying for this (laughs) thing. (laughs) We shelled out. So thankfully we were able to pay for it and we actually had a huge boon of getting three more blight for the blight card. So we went from seven to ten. This was great. It gave Laura a little more cushion. Yes. It was yes. great and we used it. Oh, we used it. Oh, we used it. <laughs> yep. John, I remember you paid three energy for this one. I went top track bringer. I Sorry, I went only track bringer because <laughs> they only have a top track. <laughs> Laura and I both forgot some cards that we had found. Yep. But it was worth it. I so would have preferred it. to keep those cards, but we'll get into that. But this was even more worth it. Okay, so another event that came up was Relentless Optimism where building kills don't give fear. Mm. And this is when I had just set up a nice big turn with my major that I randomly picked up at the beginning, and I was going to use it and go ham. And I still did it, and it was just like... It became a remove power. It just just removed all the buildings. Yeah, we missed out on five fear, which is actually kind of decent. It stings in the early game, because this came up early. Well, here's the thing. In a three-player game, it takes 12 fear to get a fear card. Mm Mm-hmm. Five fear is like nearly almost half. half. Yeah, nearly half. <laughs> That's like 45%. I'm going to say this again when we eventually talk about shadows and spirit analysis. Uh-huh. And that'll be a three-hour episode uh, editing right. <laughs> <laughs> but fear is always important. But for me, when fear is generated is important because getting out of terror level one is so important. Yeah. Because terror level two, that's when those cards really start having oomph. So when we lost five early fear in the first couple turns that hurts because anyone can generate fear by the end of the game when they're slinging majors if it's turn 10 you can generate fear but turn three and you lose out on five fear that really hurts that's 41 percent of a fear card yeah it's a lot of round up it's 42 (laughs) percent 
No, that really is a lot. It was a really big, like, dang, nabbit. But there's a certain theme with these event and fear cards, and we'll talk about it because it it's actually kind Laura, of funny. Mostly. <laughs> So this one was actually kind of unfortunate, but it put the foot in the door for a thematic funsy that we had at the end, and we'll get into it. We had Thriving Trade, which simply added coastal cities. It was like one of those ones where it said, what, like, oh, if you have a coastal city, add, a, add sit, another city. Add a city to it, like, yeah. Nab it. So that hit all three of us. So Bringer isn't the best at removing cities. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we all three of us got an extra city there. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was nice is this one also says that you add a disease and do three damage to Dahan so there. So Laura's having a little bit of selective memory. A lot of our events add a disease, my love, which is good for the lizard. So, by oh, the way, yeah. the Dahan damage that this event did missed all of us. That's true. None of us lost Dahan to this one. Well, they had already died. Why? Because... <laughs> Mine were Because gone. we either moved them or we had gathered so many to the inland lands. Yeah. We were like, get to the inland lands. So we, meaning us, Ryan and I. John and I. <laughs> yeah. I straight up committed genocide out of mine. <laughs> well, family no, show, family no, show, family no, show. Ryan you swooped tried. in and saved a couple. We'll get into it. Bless you tried heart. to do that. <laughs> Another event <laughs> was Life's Balance Tilts. This is where we had another choice where we could remove beasts and add disease or remove disease and add beasts. And what do you think we went with? We had vengeance on the board. We had vengeance on the game. <laughs> so vengeance yeah, we're pitched, like, yeah. pitched a little fit over in the corner and we went with add disease. It was so funny. We were down to one shrimpy little beast on board D. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we had to get rid of. <laughs> hey, that beast did work. and we'll, He, he yep. did some stuff. <laughs> it was hilarious because of this event. We had just a single beast left on the board. And throughout the game, whenever we would have a beast event, that one beast <laughs> would just go right. hammer like... Yes, you get it, buddy. You get it. Or a fear card, perhaps, or yeah. something. We just going ham. So this beast was in a wetland. So we're like, oh, we gotta like name this beast. What is he? So it was a wetland. We're like, oh, what if it was just like just a snapping turtle named Bentley? <laughs> Bentley. Like, yes, Bentley. It's Bentley. Yes. So like Bentley would go ham. We're like Bentley. Yes. I'm gonna make a T-shirt of a snapping yes. turtle. Yes. Bentley on it. <laughs> There's some funny interactions that happened with Bentley, but we'll get into that (laughs) later. One thing that was funny was this card is one where it has the thing where, oh, hey, discard the top card in the minor deck, and based on the speed of the card, it either does nothing or it blights. Mm -hmm. So John was like, all right, let's see what happens. No blight for me. No blight for me. Then we're like, oh, we really hope that Laura can get one. Blight, 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 blight. No. Uh, No blight for Laura. Dang it. (laughs) So I go to me and... I Thankfully, this actually turned out to be pretty okay because I was the only one with blight removal powers, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I don't acknowledge those are real. <laughs> I collected them like candy. The point here being, we have a spirit on our team today that really wants blight. Blight and equals badlands. they didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, well. In yet another round of the events hate Laura. <laughs> So, good news and bad news, we did get missionaries, but But. it happened at the very end of the game. It was our last event. Boy, if you get this event early or like in the mid game, this can really suck. It keeps coming. Why? Back. Because this event can potentially convert Dahan into town. Not good. Very similar to Sweden. It's like a anti or reverse call the Dahan ways. It's like call the European ways. <laughs> <laughs> and we cannot afford that. Why? Because we're playing we had... guard the elves hard. <laughs> 
But we had so many Dahan on the inner land. Someone was river bounty everywhere. <laughs> we'll get into that. So we were like, yep, nope, not doing that. We paid for it. And the thing was so hilarious. It's like, is this one aided by sun? John was like, I got one sun card. Laura's like, oh, I got one. And the camera turns to me. I'm like, I have like five. <laughs> camera pans to sunshine river. river. <laughs> I just cracked Blowing my Glowing like a bright star over there. Did someone say, sun? <laughs> I just crack my knuckles. Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were able to easily pay for it. So that was great. So unfortunately, we, we blighted. We blighted. Blight. We blighted. No, I heard it's a resource. Funny, the thing that is funny, we were decently careful with blight, honestly. And because of Numinous well, Crisis. Some of you were. Were we? <laughs> Laura well, like blight on her eight lands. Because of Numinous Crisis, we got some extras out there. And they all went to Laura's board. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. So the thing was, is we were like, you know, we're still doing pretty good. We're still doing pretty good. And then very suddenly, due to various stupid events and fear cards, did we have some blight. And we blighted. And what did we get? We got freaking downward spiral. Again. I am so... Freaking sick! I there's do like, not make this up. There's like 16 blight cards, Ryan. How do we always get the one? Again, How you many times? Just look for the one of the two green ones. You put it How there when no one's listening. Many Hot times. Take. I don't like the still healthy. Uh, Had you all oh, well. heard me say I always get memory fades <laughs> or downward spiral? How many times have I said that? Every game you we, have every game heard me say that so many times, and I get it so <laughs> many times. I am so sick of this card. Even when we play digitally, the game knows that you're playing, Ryan. Even when we play digitally. And when I go to your house and memory fades. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Downward Spiral is arguably the worst Blight card in the game. No, it's not Tipping Point because you're supposed to boot that card from the deck. <laughs> Downward Spiral is, oh, at the start of the Invader phase, every player loses a presence. Every time. And it's not like there's something you can do mm -mm. right to evade it. You can choose to pay some sort of negative fee in some other way to get out of it. No, you just automatically destroy presence. Now, ironically, it's not as bad as you might think, but it is still, to me... The worst. <laughs> it stung for vengeance, Laura, because you were kind of losing presents on purpose. Yeah. That's true. But we <laughs> did have 15 went down the toilet blight. <laughs> More blight? A lot. I mean, 15. It's five per player. Yeah. So. I will point out, Little Miss always forgets the rules, was the one pointing out, hey, did we lose our presents this turn? Like, every turn. So Laura was very good on keeping yep. that start of the invader phase. Well. We Thank removed you. a presence. Good job, baby. So the funny thing there was just downward spiral yet again. With the fear cards, it was a mixed bag. It was kind of like, eh. And here is the funny theme that we've been alluding to and mentioning throughout the past half hour. When it comes to the fear cards and event cards, it was so strange. Because today, they really helped John. Oh, yeah. They did basically nothing for me. Sorry. Neither good nor bad. And they screwed Laura. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes usually, cards, yeah. in our experience with this game, it's usually like, eh, 
a little bit more consistent amongst all the players. A little good for you here, a little bad for you there. Here, good here, bad there. John was just like, I don't know who you bribed. I don't know what <laughs> demigod you like sold the board gaming your gods. soul to. But like all of these were helping John. It's like, oh, hey, look, the lowest numbered land doesn't build. Perfect. We look. And John's is like, hey, that's the only one that was going to be a problem. My other one is <laughs> <Yeah>. clear. <laughs> On my board, it was clear anyway. So, yeah, okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Look to Laura's board. She wanted it to build. She wanted <laughs> it to build so that she could use her special rule to generate a fear. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> How many times did that happen? So many. <laughs> yeah, there was a few like skip builds and stuff. <laughs> and there were some good beast fear cards where that snapping turtle, right. Bentley, was doing some work he for me. He went ham. He was getting after he it. He killed three people. Yeah. <laughs> and in a town. adjacent lands, yeah. And a town. He went after a town. One of them was a town. Yeah. <laughs> Bentley got after it. <laughs> so it was great. We were like, yes, Bentley, get him. So one thing that is fun, though, is the fear cards did eventually come around and they clinched the win for us with the Terror 3 Trade Suffer. Trust the cards. Always trust the cards. Which allowed us to downgrade a city into a town and that was the final city. And, and it was so poetic, like you right. said. And the reason why was because we had Thriving Trade, which added three coastal cities, and Trade Suffers is the thing that makes them lose. Downgrades coastal cities. Nice. That was awesome. <laughs> that was fitting. So that was a fun little thematic thing yeah. there. Came full circle. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about each one of us specifically and how we thought each one of these spirits interacted with the scenario as well as each other. Yeah. Okay, for Bringer, my starting cards were Visions of a Fiery Doom. Yeah, what are the cool cards that you got from the start? I really liked that one. It is range zero, but Bringer can grow basically every turn. And yeah. I can get, to, like, at least one range away or even further if I'm taking growth four. So I can move around, and I was able to use Visions of a Fiery Doom. And I had Predatory Nightmares, which I had another fire. So mm. I could get two fires, so I could bonus fear, and it gave me Explorer Control. Yeah. Which is great for Bringer. Mm-hmm. I was able to move Explorers out of the inland. I can even move towns. So we all will talk about this. We pushed everything we could towards our coast. So that's where I pushed uh, a lot of my things. I also, for my major, I got Settle into Hunting Grounds. Never used this. This was my burn one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. do a lot with beasts. This is a really so cool not card. the best starting ones. It's just a major that interacts with beasts, and I just don't do a whole heckin' ton with them. And I didn't pick yeah. up any beasts adding powers. Yeah. You know, like we are saying, Bringer can do damage, and it's cool that, like Ryan said, one damage can move an explorer, two damage can move two explorers in town. So I was using Predatory Nightmares. I was moving around to Han so that they would fight back, and then I was using Defense with mm-hmm. Dread Apparitions. Like, it was all clicking for me. Yeah. It was fun, where I was moving things around with my Fear Pushes, and I was then Fear Defending with Dread Apparitions. It was fun generating that much fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you came over onto my board and did quite a bit with like pushing and shoving and you pushing did. things around. Stealing my disease. So, that's a good segue, Laura. I picked up Pent Up <laughs> Calamity. It's less so stealing, more like removing from the game. <laughs> because, like I said, I had no beast powers. And this is a power that when you remove a token, you get a fear. And then you get to do three damage with it. Yeah. So, I had to talk to Laura. That three damage can fear destroy a city, quotations. Yeah. And I got five 
fear from it. Yeah. So it would hurt Laura because, you know, a lot of her... I was pa- trying to build up something in that she area. She was trying to build up disease and a lot of Venge's powers, you know, they have to target lands with disease. So we worked it out. I didn't do it all the time. I would sometimes focus on my lands. How much fear did you get from not destroying that city? Once we got Thriving Trade, that's when I got two cities in a coastal land. And that is where I was able to do six damage destroying, you know, quotations, those two cities, and get 10 fear. So it eventually ended up being worth it. It really did. I obviously leaned into fear, but pent-up calamity was one of my favorite majors in the game. I always Mm -hmm. have such fun with it. The other option, I added strife for one of my turns. I think I was going to double blade and cascades. I'm like, I need to do the strife (laughs) option and add strife instead of remove. So I like the flexibility with pent-up. And it was okay for you to, like, take some of Laura's tokens and the fact that you were also, throughout the game, conglomerating those bad guys into her land so that she can, like, really Oh, absolutely. Really I joke. We talked it we out. We talked mm. it out. It made more we sense collaborated. for the team. It was a good pairing. I got a new major. By the way, I won majors. I won complete top track. And just... Well, yeah, you bring her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, moving on. <laughs> I got Utter Curse of Dread and Bone. This is a new Jagged Earth one that, mm. you know, utilizes Blight. And if there's Blight in adjacent lands, you get to add tokens with it. And I was able to add Badlands and then do damage with those Badlands. And mm. then, again, more Fear Destroy things. Yeah. The big one, my big thing. Yeah. We all kind of had a big turn, or like yeah. play of the game type play of the, of the game. game. Yeah, I drew the black hole. I drew draw towards a consuming void with and Bringer. I don't think I've ever seen that card played before. Oh, we don't really. It's expensive. We've played it, but I don't think she was yeah, in that I game. Yeah, I haven't Ryan. been in a game that. Ryan and I have played it a couple times. One thing that I noticed: each one of us, honestly, our inland lands were really clear. Yeah, but our land too was really bad. Utterly, for each one of us, utterly. A you mess. notice that? Yeah. Like, that's like, the one where no it starts with the city, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like too. it took us a very long time to get rid of that city, mm-hmm. and by then it had spawned a second city. But yeah. see, the thing was, is no joke, specifically land two on all of our boards. I'm not even kidding when I say this. There were multiple turns where John and I had nobody on our board except for Land 2, which had everybody. Two cities, three towns, five explorers. So many explorers. So talk about the void thing. The reason I bring that up is when John found this card, we're like, boy, do I know where to put it? (laughs) So I targeted the land with everything in it, and I did a black hole. It does 15 damage. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it draws everything into it and destroys things. Oh, wait a minute. Bentley! Bentley! No! Can't you see him just like crawling on the dirt? Just like no. grabbing on? I don't want to think about we'll it. It pulls at my heartstrings. So all the bad guys are getting sucked in. It's like this heroic sacrifice in one of those like <laughs> summer action blockbuster movies where one of the characters like gives himself up. So all the bad guys are going away and you just see like this one turtle shell silhouetted against oh. all the fire and all the other destruction. And like we were just like crying. I'm honestly pretty sad right now <laughs> thinking about it. It was also Bentley. kind of funny because the person who plays this is Bring Up Dreams and Nightmares who can't actually destroy anything. So everything else stayed and Bentley died. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bentley. So I it made just, it even funnier. <laughs> I can just hear the soundtrack of See You Again happening as like <laughs> the one little show. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing Vin Diesel singing it. <laughs> when I see you Bentley. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> poor Bentley, um, but hey. I got like 16 feet from it. <laughs> so Bentley, it was worth it. So it was worth it. Yeah. It's just, what a way to go out in style. Yeah. Like, you're a flightless creature for your whole life, except for one awesome moment. Now you're in a black hole of nothingness. 
Uh, I remember when you like guys and doing the black hole, like oh man. Oh, yeah. And the thing was, is you're like, oh, I actually, I, I'm bye like, bye oh, no. we're like yeah. oh no, oh no, and we were like actually bothered by it. We're like, should we still play it? <laughs> and like, the, the thing that was so funny was we were actually saddened because he was doing so much work. Event after event, fear cards like taking down explorers, and I cannot tell towns. you how many times I have played in games where beast events have come up and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. But for Bentley, and sometimes, Bentley. many times, I should say, where it's like, oh, beast died. Nah. Okay, whatever, fine. But this was like, dang it, the one time that we have one beast and he happens to go ham, you know, like, <laughs> on the back it. On the back of the t-shirt, it says R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> the best lives burn brightest. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that was my bigger game. Oh, also I went very supportive and I was handing out as many elements as I could. You gave me a bunch. I targeted Ryan for one that I'm sure he'll talk about. Oh, yeah, you were so supportive. Handing out really elements supportive. is so good. And I really like strategizing around on the fear card. I like yeah. flipping that fear yes. card and being like, can we do anything? Yep. Maybe not. Laura's yeah. complaining about this it. This is why <laughs> I wanted Bringer. Talks like these are why I wanted Bringer for our Brandenburg Takedown yeah. series. The more I look at your team, I'm liking your team. Yeah? Yeah, I like your team. It's fun. Nice. But yeah, dude, 16 fear. Yeah, it was, it was so worth good. it. Bam, fear card in a three-player game and then some. And then some. A little bit extra. Yeah. So yeah, it was a fun game for sure. I liked doing all the fear with Bringer and I liked helping you all out be the better version. So mm. that was my game. Good game. Good Let's game. talk about Vengeance. All right, so I picked up Weep for What Is Lost, which I threw away real soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that one of the ones that you started with? Yeah, I thought it'd be a more helpful than it was. It just, you know, just kind of did its numinous thing. Crisis. Numinous uh, Crisis. So she forgot it real quick. R.I.P. Goodbye. Well. But then also I picked up Focus the Land's Anguish. That is actually huge. Which I've never played before. You've be- never played that one? <laughs> okay, I don't tend to do a lot of things that involve a ton of blight. Mm. And I don't really think quick, I- what is your opinion of this card? Ooh. Boy, howdy, was that fun. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a debate I don't know about? (laughs) No. No, no, no. No. It's just like the game you had, like, oh, I've never played it before. And you got to have so much fun with it. I think that that's, like, really cool. I like a lot of the Jagger Majors. When you could play a card that carried and did so awesome, but you never played with it before. I think it's just always fun. Again, that's what's fun about this whole scenario. It's really fun because you're like, oh, I'm handed this random card that just happens to match up other than not giving me any of the oh, elements I want. Oh, vengeance with this card. It made me feel like I was Thunderspeaker again. <gasps> and all the blight oh. was just my little Dehans. Oh. Because <laughs> 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 I did end up with a ton of blight. I should have counted. Didn't. I think I've ended up with more blight by playing stone than I did with vengeance. But It felt different. It felt obviously. different because this time the blight moved. Yeah. Um, so it focused the land's anguish. If the power destroys any towns or cities, you get five fear automatically. Kaboom. Gather up to five blight, one damage per blight. But when you're vengeance, blight counts as badlands. And then if you already have badlands in there as well, extra damage. So I'm gathering up five. Yeah, basically ten damage. (laughs) I think I only really played it twice. It's expensive. It's expensive. Like, it costs more money than I make in one turn if I have, like, my whole top track. Mm. You don't ever reclaim one either, so you're like, ugh, gotta get it back. But I did manage to do it twice with that same little, like, shifting sea of blight. The first time for 10 damage, and then the second time for 12 damage. And it was just really fun. Mm. Unfortunately, one of those plays was when we had the stupid, oh, building kills don't give you any fear. Like, dang it! (laughs) That was an alas and a lack. But the second time you played it, we got, yeah. We got all of it. And I got the the stuff off my board anyways. So that was really, really fun. With the whole time of Vengeance, I didn't really know what I was doing. 
I don't think I played them very well because I didn't do much with mm. my innates because I was always like, I don't have the elements for this. And just kind of like, I have such a hard time seeing into the future. I'm like, I can do stuff with like what's right now, but setting mm. up for a turn doesn't really make sense to me. So when you're like, well, where do I want to put my disease? I'm like, I'm going to put it there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm like, I want to take that back and move it over here because it's actually better over here. Because I just don't plan that out very well. And one of the innates is a range zero and that's more planning. Oh, it was so mm-hmm. many times where you're like, I could do something cool. Okay, I'm not there. I could do something cool here. I don't have disease there. I could do something cool there. There's no blight there. <sighs> this is why reaching grasp and wind lightning are great. <laughs> yeah. But even in the midst of all of that chaos and confusion and vague frustration... I had a very fun time with it. Yeah. Oh, that honestly, listeners, that's huge. That is Lord huge. I mean, about you have heard her, right? Listener. I mean, I know I had one good game with it earlier that I completely forgot what happened in that one, but we have all heard Laura crap on Vengeance <laughs> yeah. multiple times. I'm gonna so forget this, this game in really... three weeks and crap on it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, conceptually, Ray. she's still <laughs> against them. I guess. Uh, no, it was fun. I felt like what'd you call it, John? It was like John and Ryan were like, you know, taking care of business and doing things, and I was over there like rolling around in mud puddles just having fun mm-hmm. it was great yeah you were having a blast you I was easily killed the most people here it was so great this is the most fun i've seen you have in a bit i mean you love playing spirit island but yeah you were like gleeful ju- gleeful jubilee yeah it was should we be disturbed fun. john and how happy she is when she gets to do mass genocide <laughs> <laughs> kill everything in the land should we be concerned at all she has I a sleep glazed next to her eye that I am not a fan of. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny you were saying how like you felt almost thunderspeakery in the fact that like your blight was like your Dahan here. It's like, well, you always like to call me your little mushroom peeps, and blight can be like mushrooms, right? So yeah. you kind of like your mushrooms like, too. <laughs> Mushroom-ish. Mushroom-ish. A nice metaphorical similarity there. Speaking <laughs> of mushrooms, did you get a card? I picked up thriving choke fungus. There it is. At a disease and a badlands. And so I did nice. that all oh. over the place. Yeah, that's yeah. really good for vengeance, turns out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I also got Inflame the Fires of Life and did some stuff with that. Another disease adding power. I picked yeah. up Invested Aquifires and could never find myself and the things in the right spots to actually do anything with it. Another so. Rain Zero card. Yeah. Oh, well. But uh, yeah, I would say overall, this was fun. I liked that we played against a adversary, made it harder. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's more fun when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, also... I'm usually like getting onto other people's boards pretty quick because I like to I meddle in other people's this business. Up, yeah, this yeah. time I only went over to John's <laughs> board once to go do just my innate and wiped out one of your boards. Other than that, I was Wait. really just like struggling in my spot while the guys had their boards cleared. Right now, so, thank very you guys end for too. coming in and taking care of my middle ground. I wouldn't I say you were up. struggling. I think you were just playing a pretty typical vengeance game. Oh, well, right. yeah, it looked like a dumpster fire. That's kind of the thing, though. Like, like I'm River. I kind of want to stay away, you know. Yeah. And John is Bringer. He's like, eh. Not necessarily. I don't do much with blight. Yeah. yeah. So John and I were like, you just hang out over there. And like you said, near the end of the game, we had stupid downward spiral happening. We were losing presence all the time. We're like, hey, we got to get through this fear thing. We just got to go completely for damage and fear. Mm-hmm. John had a crazy built up land too. Yeah. And that's when you cross the board. Like, let me just go over there. Game's, you know, coming to an end. We got to get points yeah. on the board here. And you just completely smashed the crap out of it. It was awesome. Yeah, you had a really good game. Thank you. So did you guys. It was fun. Fun times. Yeah. 
What about you, Ryan? How'd River do? Honestly, I think River did really good here. Turns out River, <laughs> good spirit. So I funk. played Sunshine River, and admittedly, I did not play into Sunshine's strengths as well as I could have. But see, the thing was, is I really wanted to get that Reclaim 1, and I wanted to make sure I had access to a massive flooding when I would need it. So I did a hybrid build near the beginning of the game. Whenever I do growth 2, I'd pull one from top and from bottom. I'm like, I need to go top track so I can give energy out to my friends. Sure. But I also kind of want to get to that Reclaim 1 because this is a scenario where I could really benefit from having a Reclaim (laughs) 1. And playing the same card to protect certain lands. Right, right, right. So when it came to the cards that I got from the deck, the minor I got was Nature's Resilience. Boy, that was a lucky pull. One of the best in the game. Defend six, and if you have two water elements, you can go ahead and remove a blight. Hey, Ryan, did you you ever have water elements? I don't think you ever got one. (laughs) I think, I hope you had some. So we were like, okay, this is actually pretty good. And my major that I got was sweep into the sea. (laughs) As river, I'm like, oh, yes. I'm pushing him to the coast anyway. Right. (laughs) That was the plan already. I'm losing Boon of Vigor, which has a sun and water on it. So to get another card that has a sun and water Mm -hmm. on it, I'm like, yes, this is great. In regards to what track did I pull from at the very beginning for that initial extra presence placement, I pulled from bottom, ironically. I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me saying I should have gone top track. But I pulled from bottom because I wanted at least two because I wanted to make sure that I triggered massive flooding at least level one as often as I You were keeping could. the inland clear. I was, that was Ryan's job. All of our inlands yeah, clear. I Ryan's really accepted so all of our inland lands. Yeah. I was like... I'm going to get this guy off of my board, then John's board, get off, then I went to Laura's. I just went on the three innermost lands, the ones, you know, that we would lose on. I'm like, all right, guys, you do your thing. I'm going to just camp here and get everyone off. Yeah. So one of the strategies that I did here was I wanted to grab as much Dahan as possible and go ahead and keep Dahan on the innermost lands because... One of the things was I had found Veil the Night's Hunt, and that was a card that either moves Dahan or does damage with Dahan. And it says, oh, do one damage per Dahan that's in the land. I'm like, all I ever need is one to kill one explorer. Sure. So I'm like, you know what? Because I found this card, I'm going to go bottom track so I can get to the Reclaim one as fast as possible. I'm going to use, this is my intention anyway, I'm going to use River's Bounty to get as much Dahan on these innermost lands as I can so that I can always at least have this card, Veil the Night's Hunt, ready to go so I can immediately do one damage to the one explorer that might be there so we can just stay clear. Yep. The way I looked at it, if I focus on these lands, I have a good capability to keep them clear so that John and Laura can simply focus on things elsewhere. I think it worked. I, yeah. I think it was I'd a good plan. It definitely did. We were never in fear really of that lost condition from builds yeah because events can always get yeah. screwy and stuff and obviously with yeah. adversary stuff but ryan was always keeping those lands clear he was i wanted to jump on that asap yeah i was like i was so afraid <laughs> i was yeah. like nope 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 this yeah, is not happening we almost never had an explorer in our innermost lands so i just jumped on it as fast as i could yeah hooray so i think it worked pretty good so yeah, that's why I rushed my bottom track because I'm like, I need to keep this clear. I need to keep it clear. So when it comes to the various cards that, like, at the end of the game, I look back, I was like, what was my MVP? 
Ironically, it was Nature's Resilience. Easily. I honestly choice. used it for like, what, 60% of the game? Yeah. <laughs> Roughly. How about that Reclaim 1? <laughs> Once I got my Reclaim 1, I actually did Nature's Resilience more often because remember how we talked about how we had to pay for Numinous Crisis? Mm-hmm. Ironically, at that point, we're like, you know what? I think we got a good handle on it. And I really did not want to get rid of Nature's Resilience. So I actually forgot Sweep into the Sea, which I was like, dang it. And I got rid of Veil the Night's Hunt. I didn't want to get rid of either of these. I really actually didn't. We didn't want to blight out. But I didn't want to blight, and I couldn't afford it. The energy, I mean. I was completely bankrupt at the time, so I couldn't pay three energy to do this. I was like, no, I got to. I'm sorry. This hurts, but it's the only thing that I can do. So It was a gut check call. And because of this... I had removed so much blight. There was literally only one time that I removed blight where it wasn't nature's resilience. Ironically, I was the only player to heal blight. So you <laughs> needed to, because a lot of times, like, ah, oh, maybe you can blight, but because we had so much blight, cascading yeah. was becoming an issue. A really big problem. A really big problem. I we could lose healed, out what, from cascades. Five or six over the course of the game. At least six. Yeah, so, I think six. Honestly, that bought us like maybe two or three turns mm-hmm. before flipping the blight card. Yeah. Because Laura's over there being Pigpen from Charlie Brown. <laughs> John's having one every now and then. I, I blighted a single time, but I chose to. It was one of those things where it's like, hey, we have seven blight on the card. I'm going to let this go. And we had like seven blight at the time I made the decision to let it go through. And then by the time it got to me and to do that thing, it's like, why are there just two blight on the card? Oh, dear. Cascading <laughs> is a real thing, buddy. <laughs> Vengeance is over there like, I blighted too. I'll take this one and this one and this one and this one. And then, one, and this, like, and oh then, this, and then this dominoes into this one and then that one and now that. So yeah. anyway, even though I couldn't completely staunch the flow of blight, it did buy some time. So just shout out to any of you out there who feel like, man, removing blight's not worth it if you can't stop all of it. Not true. Not it true. Helped us. It <laughs> really it did. Just, yeah. It can buy some time. And time, depending on the adversary or the difficulty, can be really handy. So I talked about how my strategy here was just to really conglomerate and make Dahan in the center in an attempt to keep those inner lands handled. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody had to do it. So here was the funny thing. I just did River's Bounty, and I literally moved two to Han in a clockwise circle over and over and over again. <laughs> beep, 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 just running in circles. And every time that they stop by, a new Dahan, like... This is like... Quite the community you got there, buddy. A little group of swingers. <laughs> the Atomic Family? <laughs> so I didn't realize is... that's what you were doing, just like those two to Han. It was funny. God. <laughs> it was their honeymoon. <laughs> anyway, this is why we were like, when missionaries came up, we're like, like, nope, not happening. Not happening. Because I had a community lands. of yeah. Don. The game's still set up upstairs. I should have counted how many. You know what? Here, I'm going to pause here and just count how many Dahan we have at the end of the game really quick. So I'm going to have Editing Ryan pause this out. At the game's conclusion, we had 21 Dahan on the board. Which and is quite a feat. That is counting a lot that died. Say, obviously, we start with 18, 6 per board. Yeah. But we lost a healthy amount. <laughs> a decent amount. So yeah. the, Many. The fact that, so, Vengeance is in the game. <laughs> so the fact that we ended positive is a win. That really yep. is. That was insane. Yep. 
Laura and I had a hilarious early game interaction. Laura was like, so what are some, like, really quick at the start of the game, what are some good tips to play the spirit? And we were like, oh, one is like, oh, let yourself get killed. It gets blight for you, which is bonus damage. And it gets disease out there, and you really like that. So she said, oh, I'm just going to let this land go through, right? I'm just going to let this attack go through and kill everything here. We're like, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. From the standpoint of, you know, vengeance. So in that land, there was Laura's presence, there was two towns, an explorer, and there were also two Dahan in there. And this was on a land that I was adjacent to. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to let everything die there. And it's good for vengeance. And I was like, collateral damage, baby. Uh, nope. Thankfully, I was one land away. I'm like, let me go ahead and play Veil the Night's Hunt. Can I just, um, <laughs> uh, scooch those guys into my land, please? Y'all should go. I'm like, Y'all should leave. Yo, get out of there now. <laughs> so I played Veil the Night's Hunt. I quickly got in there and got out of there. Well, they're like, no, vengeance got our back. We got the spirit of the land protecting and us. And I am flooding you for your own safety. <laughs> <laughs> right this way, sir. It's for your own good. Wait, so this is like you exist. <laughs> it was hilarious because Laura's just like, yeah, let it die. <laughs> it's kind of like those natural disaster movies where like there's something flooding, like the heroes come in and grab someone who is about to drown. You know, oh, yeah, in this yeah. case, they're about to drown in damage. Give I'm me just your gonna, hand. Like, I'm gonna right. Give me your hand. I just flood the area with rivers. And I just grab the Dahan. Saved get us. Get the heck right out. out. <laughs> and honestly, it was really nice because those two Dahan did work for me. Yeah. Then you you know use them. You defended. You well, remember multiplied here's the thing. with them. The land I put them in was mountains and jungles. And the thing was, is remember, they kept going to mountains and jungles, and I had nature's resilience. So I'm like, defend, defend, yeah. defend, defend, defend. And they just killed so many invaders it was great. for me. It was, it was great. so great. It was good synergy. Now, I could have easily given way more energy if I focused on top track. I definitely could have. But I did give energy throughout was, the game. It was steady and consistent. Yeah. And I'm happy for it. And Laura said, like, she found an expensive card that she liked. You were able to play it two times. I think the second time because Ryan had given you an energy I think it. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on one hand, if we are seeking to find positive things to say about Sunshine, usually the I'll kind leave the of, room. <laughs> usually, the kind of dialogue that you would try to focus on or procure within a game is the thing that makes them unique. You know, they're new innate. That's the new thing, right? So, ironically, I didn't prioritize that as much, but I still had it. Mm-hmm. And I was still constantly giving out energy which was nice and starting with an energy honestly was really good yeah and a genuine pro of sunshine is that you still have river's domain and you still have massive flooding yeah because even though i was sunshine who would typically tempt you to go top track because your new innate says hey guess what you can give energy to friends and eventually yourself based on how much energy you have currently exposed on your top track mm-hmm. so hey okay i can give out more energy to friends and myself if my top track is great that is true but you still have a reclaim one on your bottom yeah. track and guess what that means Going bottom track and get to four <laughs> card plays, which means I can get massive flooding. But, like, you still have it. That's what's cool. It's still there. You still have it. You have two innates. Like, my Earth still has Gift of Strength. Of course. You still have it. Yeah. It's awesome. So, like, Sunshine River honestly did really good today. I it think. was Sunshine nice. River killed. Yeah, I think it's really good that you start off with those extra power cards. I think that was really helpful. Yeah, that was definitely a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. I was like, well, in any other circumstance, I'd have three cards. But yeah. here, I can have five. So, if you're playing with, like, a Keeper or a Serpent, someone that can gift cards, yeah. I think Sunshine shines 
Nice. <laughs> but I do think Sunshine gets better once they are gifted cards, because mm-hmm. like you said, then they can be stronger, and they can have two really good innates. Yep. And River is just a good controller, and you still oh, yeah. have all of your control capabilities, so you can still, like I did, I massed some flooding and washed away so many people. Oh, every turn you were doing it. <laughs> I had found like calls to like, so that's even more control. Just <laughs> yeah, add to the pile. Yeah, it had Water Sun, great find for me, loved it. For me, my play of the game was, no surprise, a massive flooding <laughs> that I had. Remember how we talked about how we had big problem lands in land two? So we had a great play here. John made this possible for me as bringer. Go, John. He allowed me helped. to yet dream of a fully maxed out innate. <laughs> and because of that innate, he allowed me to get an extra sun that I needed. So with that, I was able to do a fully maxed out massive flooding along with flash floods in land two. Now, flash floods says, hey, deal one damage and it's fast. But if it's a coastal land, deal two damage instead. Oh, now I'm interested. In my coastal land, I had seven explorers, two towns, and two cities. There it is. So I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. There it is. So in the fast phase, I'm like, hey, land two, that's a coastal land. So flash floods does two damage. So I'm like, pink, pink. I hit both cities for one damage each. And I'm like, just, just wait. Just, just wait, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, of course, to fast forward when massive flooding comes around, Two damage to each invader. Boom! Just killed everybody. It was so great. It was 11 invaders. Six fear. It was 17 damage. It was nice. That might have been like one of the highest damage. It was really good. And I was like, you know what? Massive flooding with flash floods is just, I mean, I know, I know. It's just river doing classic river things. I know. I get it. I get it. It's just still fun to see. It's never not fun. It's never not fun. I love massive (laughs) flooding. Massive flooding plus flash floods is so much fun. Along the coast. You're stronger than the coast. So anyway, that was my experience with Sunshine River. Now, as we look back on the scenario in and closing, in closing, and our game, just a few questions, a smattering. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this for the scenarios. This is our third one now. And this is something that I think is on the top of our minds because mm-hmm. all of us do a lot of teaching games. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty decently sized friend group and a, like a board game group that, and they know we have a podcast. So they're like, oh, hey. can I play the game? And like, Yes, it'll take time. Sure. Yeah, but we try and teach us as much as possible. So, with this in mind, everyone, would you consider this scenario, Guard the Owl's Heart, good for newer players? Ryan, what do you think? I think you will like and dislike my answer. Oh. I think... I hate it. For various reasons... I like it. Both yes and no. What? What a political answer. Do go into that. And... I think ultimately, ultimately, to cut through the sarcasm here, ultimately, I do think it's good, but I think it's good for a beginner in a way that they're not going to be aware of or in a way that they think will be valuable to them. Hmm. I think it's bad from the standpoint that this is terrifying. I've been there. I was gut-wrenched with panic about the idea of the scenario. Are you kidding me? A town? That's all it takes. A measly town? Do you know how easy it is to add a town? With so many events, so many adversaries, so many things. Like, that is gut-wrenching. Or it can be. But I honestly think that as bad as it might seem, it's a lot scarier on paper than it is in execution. So I think it actually is good for newer players. Why? Because 
you can be petrified with fear about how scary you think something is. Yeah. And you realize it's not as bad as you might think, mm. which lends you to be more inclined towards a mental standpoint of it may be scary, it may be frightening, but I can do it. Mm. And that is something that that's I cool. think is important in this game. But I don't think that's a mental standpoint that a newer player will arrive at quickly. So I guess to answer your question, I think if you are brave enough to get over that initial hurdle of, wow, that seems really scary, you're right. It does seem really scary. Because new players are scared of one blight, let alone, you know, losing Insta. Okay, have a brand new player play one game, then tell them about the scenario. They're probably going to freak out. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Adding a town? That was so crazy easy for them to do. How in the world am I going to survive? It seems crazy, right? But if you have the gumption to get over that hurdle, you can see, wait a minute. That actually isn't so bad. And now that you saw that it wasn't so bad, you can look at other things that terrified you. And maybe that's not so bad. Heck, very terrains looks kind of scary if you're not used to the game. Sure. Wait, what? This All always this extra cascades? This... Wait, this always double builds? Yeah. What? Like, these kind of things are scary. Maybe England. Even at level three, this looks scary. Just the idea of something that's terrifying. You know what? It may be scary, but you can do it. Mm. And that's cool. So that's why I, I think like that answer. if you are terrified, I think it could be bad for you if you choose to believe that it is as scary as you think it is. But if you go for it and you see that it's yeah. not so bad, I think it's a good thing that you did. I like that. That is a good answer. Laura, what is your thoughts on this scenario for new players? Well, we just played it with a new player a week ago. Hey. Shout out to Sarah. Woo, hey. woo. Sarah's played it once before with Ryan. Is that her first shout out? I think so. I think it is. She doesn't play this game very much. (laughs) Ryan taught her the game. So Ryan had the teaching game with Sarah. Hey. And then we had her over on Saturday or whatever. And we played the game. And we played this scenario because we were going to be playing it soon. Yeah, we wanted to prep. Sure. She wanted to remind me of all the rules. Always a good thing. It was her second time playing. She played downpour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she she killed it. It was great. Nice. Downpour is really good. (laughs) I think it's nice because, like, she almost doesn't know enough about the game to be afraid of losing. Hmm. Or hasn't, like, internalized it enough. Yeah. So it's almost like, like Ryan said before, like, who is the person that you're playing with? And so if they are that person who, like, really thinks about the game a ton, then... She almost didn't know to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you you don't know what can't hurt you. So she's just like, all right. It didn't change the terrain type. It didn't change the order of the game, crazy pants. It didn't make all of your slow powers fast. So now you're just confused to when's fast and slow. It was just like, see that land? Don't let the town get there. Anyways. It was like her mission to not let that happen. She almost like latched right. onto that. That and was her. I chose to play Volcano for some dumb, dumb reason. Which well, just you do a... love Volcano. You I love like, Volcano. Yeah, you like Volcano. With this one, all of a sudden, I remember sitting there in my, being like, I'm not even in that land. I don't really have a lot of cards that just like swipe in really quickly for damage. I did some crazy blowing up stuff, but not enough to like help hurt that inland land. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I've got somebody on my team who doesn't really know what they're doing. Great. This is great. This is fine. <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> but John was River. He was just kind of helping her out. It was cool to talk through like the strategy of it with her. And she really just did a fantastic job with it. I will say one thing. And it's been mentioned that low complexities 
of the base game are not the same as what they would be as low complexities if they were designed now. And I will say that the best thing that she did was keeping track of elements, and she loved having elements on tracks. Mm. She was so good at being like, oh, I have these three water, and then this, and then that means I can defend here. And then that means I can remove a blight and get energy. Like, I know different players latch onto different things, but boy, did, like, elements on tracks not trip her up one bit. Mm. She did better with them than I am. Yeah. (laughs) And that has nothing to do with the scenario. She did fine with the scenario. She really latched on to, like, covering the inland land, and she would isolate. And that is one thing she's like, oh, if I isolate, she very much understood, nothing goes here. So she would just isolate those inland lands, and that was, like, her job, and it was fun to play with her, for sure. Yeah. So would I recommend this? Again, it depends on who you're playing with, but I would. I like it. It's just easy-ish. I think it's cool that someone gets to bonus place of presence. So you're making a newer player feel stronger. Oh, that's also true. So I think that's fun for a newer player. Okay. Yeah. Is that good enough to recommend it for him, John? In your opinion? It's so hard for me because scenarios aren't my favorite thing. (laughs) So recommending... Would I recommend it at all? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I would recommend a scenario to a newer player, but seeing Sarah do so well with that, I'm like, okay, this is making me reconsider things. Mm -hmm. So... It's kind of funny. I was just thinking about the phrase, what, what you, you don't, don't know can't, can't hurt you. you. Yeah. What you is don't know very like much a, tries to kill you. Is that like a thing you. in this game? It's like, well, England still exists. So. <laughs> <laughs> they always exist. They're always looming over the, me. What you don't know can't hurt you is kind of like, if you just don't know, like you're not aware of the Oh, no, no. I totally know what you're getting. Like no. what the emotion no, that you're getting at 100%. No, let me explaining it to you. Um, <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Not in my <laughs> I'm just laughing. I'm just saying, like, like we said earlier, like the sudden loss of like, oh no, sweet escalation. Bink. Oh mm-hmm. crap. We're dead. <laughs> yeah. And we're dead. Spirit Island is still Spirit Island. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this additional loss condition? It's the strongest one in the game. Because it's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, instantaneous. It is it's the instant. most instantaneous one in the game. I'm happy we had River on our team yeah. because we didn't have to worry <laughs> well, about it as much. But if you are playing against one of these finicky adversaries that interact weirdly, or if you do get a weird event interaction or something happens that you don't foresee, yeah, it feels bad to insta-lose. It does. At least with the other additional loss conditions, you can see it happening. So this one doesn't feel great. Maybe that's why this isn't my most favorite. It was a really fun game, though. I don't know. I think <laughs> this is the ultimate loss condition. Mm. Because none of them happen this fast. It's so silly. When this one's in place, Proud and Mighty Capital, who cares? Yeah, let, <laughs> let it happen. As long as there's nothing in the innermost land. Trade Hub, who cares? <laughs> Sprawling Plantations, who, who cares? Because all of Slow those... Slow healing ecosystem, who, who cares? Because all those take time. And if this one happens, bam, dead. Yeah. This one takes precedence. I think I really like that this loss condition exists. I don't think I'm going to be a fan of it in every single game I play, but you have to respect it. And I think I like that. You've won me. You know what I mean? I'm happy this is in the game. Doesn't Mm. mean I'm in the mood to play it all the time. That's a good point. But I'm glad it's here. For that razor sharp, nice right. edge game. Right. I'm happy that that is there right. if you it's want like that experience. It's like the evil Knievel. Ooh, do we really want to try it? With England 6. Yeah. I, mm, 
With like, Habsburg migrating towns. Right. Uh. And most people are going to be like, heck no. But to those who kind of like it, or if you're feeling kind of, I don't know, you're feeling like you can take someone on. like you're Feeling cheeky. Yeah. Want to pick a fight? You can be like, you know what? Let's go for it. You or, know what I mean? Or you can just play a fun scenario and not have to worry about how crazy hard the yeah. adversary is. Right. It just kind of makes it fun. Speaking of scenarios... Listener, can you name the three scenarios that have a loss condition? There's not many of them. France. That is not a scenario. (laughs) Well, you already beat me, listener. Let's see. Guard the Isle's Heart. The Great River. The one where they steal stuff and and try to make off with it. No. I was going to say, not despicable theft. No. The one where you have to flip over all those stupid little token-y things. I mean, they are stupid, and they never (laughs) reveal when I need them to, but that is not a loss condition. It's one of Laura's favorites. If there are ever... Dahan Insurrection. If you ever run out of Dahan. Dahan Insurrection. There's your three. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Question to the room, and to John specifically. How do events interact with Guard the Owl's Heart? Well, John, here's what happens, John. (laughs) I did a quick count. 23 out of the 56 events have a chance to insta-lose the game when you play Guard the Owl's Heart. I'm not going to name all of them, but so many of them ignore disease this turn. So if you have uh, Explorer with Land with Disease, you can die. Like, we were talking about missionaries. Sometimes they just convert Dahan into towns. Sometimes a town from a coastal land gets pushed to the inland land without towns or something. Mm. 23 out of 56. That's 41% of the (laughs) events in the deck. Not 41% again? They're not. (laughs) Here they are again. They're not always going to proc or trigger, but sometimes farmers, if you have an explorer and a Dahan ready to fight, and then you get farmers, oh, now they're going to build instead of fight. If you remember, this is one of my biggest reasons for why I hate events. (laughs) Events with guard makes it even more tumultuous. Dangerous. Dangerous. Ever-changing. The fact that you can just straight up insta-lose. Insta-lose. With having no agency other than, well, you shouldn't have just played that card. What? Well, you should have shuffled the (laughs) event deck better. Should have thrown out all those ones that aren't good. But see, the thing is, that's what keeps the stakes so high. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, we had some rough events, but luckily we didn't have any game-ending, back-breaking events. All the events just felt targeted at me, not so much at the scenario. Yeah, you didn't have the best luck with that. That's okay. They're still fun. And the nominees for game-ending events are... Farmers see the Andre, sacred sites under threat, outpaced, missionaries arrive, local diaspora, fortification, cultural assimilation, beasts chase off home centers, rising interest in the island, holding down roofs, invaders surge inland, population rises, slavery plagues, housing farmland, hardworking settlers, harvest mouse, harvest dust, infested aristocracy, extensive buildings, seek new farmland, drive off the angel bureaucrats adjust funding, resourceful populace, soldiers mix and clash. So guys, what is the best feature of this scenario? I know, we've been talking about the insta-lose. There's something good here, right? <laughs> Between the extra cards and the extra growth, I have to say the extra growth for the purposes of, yes, although targeting is a bit better, just getting one of my tracks, man. One of my tracks gets to get going sooner. (laughs) Laura, do you agree? I like the card if it's a good card, and if it's a crummy card, I like the growth. Nice. I liked adding to my hand. That's true. So, like, what if you're green and you get, oh, jungle hunger. There you go. <laughs> if you get something that really is good. Yeah. I got some decent cards, but I just like not having to reclaim. John, what's your favorite feature? Yeah, I really like adding powers to my hand. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I just, well, you do like getting power cards. I like getting power cards. I really value that, especially with... Yeah, and it's a win-win. Or, yeah, it's never... Because you either need it or, hey, free burn card. I like having a free burn card. I like getting a major you don't have to lose. That's 
really you don't have to lose nice. a power card. Really so nice. yeah, I think adding a power card. Obviously, placing a presence is hard to top. But for... what if you happen to get Power Storm or Unrelenting Growth? Insane. Or Downable Claim? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Insane. <laughs> Turn one. Oh, I guess I won. Cool. Nice. <laughs> so here's actually a decent question here. Okay. So Guard the Isle's Heart is the third scenario that we have done an analysis for, and so far I've noticed, John, that you have asked this question on each one. I have. Or at least you did with Dahan Insurrection. So we've done Blitz, Dahan Insurrection, and now this. So of the three scenarios that we've analyzed so far, how would you rate this one? What would you think about this one in comparison to the others? Well, y'all didn't invite me to Blitz. It's on the digital app. You're working. (laughs) You're working. You said you're okay with it. (laughs) I liked this one because it just doesn't change it much. But then I also really liked Dahan one. I mean, Dahan Uh, Insurrection is like one of your favorites. Uh Blitz is last for me. Really? I like the slow phase so much. I yeah. I almost need that slow phase. <laughs> I, like, Laura doesn't like to plan. I do like the nitty-gritty and planning and uh, yeah. the fun combos. It is cool to have the daisy chain that Ryan talked about where slow can bleed into the fast powers and you can combo those together. Mm-hmm. But you can have lightning or scry stretches or fractured. You can mm-hmm. have other ways to make things fast. So Blitz is definitely last. It's hard because this game was so fun. It mm. was. It was really this fun. This was, was a fun game. I don't want to be too biased. I do think I like what Dahan Insurrection does for Dahan and gives them yeah. that agency. I did like this one. Yeah. You know, it's weird because each one of these scenarios does something really fun. And it's really hard for me to try to pick a absolute favorite because I'm like, ah, man. Like I said before, it's like trying to pick a favorite food. Like, yeah. I like so many. And it's like... Like, some days I like pizza, so I go out and I try to get pizza. I like fried chicken. Some days I go out for that. I like seafood. I go out for that. Like, if I'm in the mood for it, I like knowing that I can just go out and experience that thing. So, like, mm. I did have a lot of fun with this one. I I think I got to give it to Dahan Insurrection, though. Ooh, same, same. And here's the thing. I think Dahan Insurrection is a little bit harder to have fun with because you got to be more specifically careful on who you play as. Mm. I think some people can really like Dahan Insurrection and some who really don't. I actually think Guard the Isle's Heart is generally better for everyone. Every spirit. But Dahan Insurrection is specifically good. Not generally good for everyone, but specifically good for a few. Yeah, for Dahan control. But to those who it is really good for, I think that thrill is just a bit higher than okay. the thrill that I can get from Guard. But that's not to say anything bad against Guard. No, no, this was honestly one of the funner games we've had in a while. It, it was, was just mm, enjoyable. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was good. That's a good story, I was right? worried at the start. I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of Guard does, and that's what's fun about it. It's like, yeah. ooh, we could lose. We could lose. Yeah. Thankfully, like we said, the innermost lands were different kinds. Yeah, that was so super that was helpful. really yes. nice. It was kind of funny just thinking back to France's level four with their triangle trade. You know, oh hey, if a coastal city is built at a town to the adjacent land with the fewest towns, you know that's not going to be so bad, right? Because usually the land that you're adding the town to is probably not going to be the innermost one, right? Well, on board D, that could be a thing. Yeah. And it said, hey, 
buyer beware, Bringer has a hard time here, and Brandenburg is going to be tough for you. So here we are, Bringer, on board D with Brandenburg, Prussia. Uh, <laughs> the trifecta. Yes, I know, I know, it wasn't Max, or it wasn't France as well. I was just like, look at all these things that we are like, oh, we'll be afraid of that. And I'm like, oh crap, we had that. <laughs> and we had missionaries, and we had Numinous Crisis, <laughs> and we had Downward Spiral. Yeah. <laughs> and we still walked out yeah. of there just fine. So, Laura, you've talked about how sometimes scenario rules are hard to keep track of, especially on the app. You're like, oh, wait, how did that just happen? Six things just went off. Right. How is this scenario's rules for Guard the Owls hard? Are they easier to keep track of for Dahan Insurrection or Blitz? Like, I think they're a little easier than Dahan Insurrection. Because I think I always forgot, like, wait, what's the additional loss condition with Dahan Insurrection? Or, like, where does this city that got destroyed, now it's a town, where's that town pop up type of thing? Mm. Yeah, so it's much easier than that. Blitz is just, like, everything's fast. Okay, cool. So I'd say they're about the same-ish. Okay. But probably, I think, as we go on with the scenarios, they'll probably stay in as some of the easier rules. Okay. What about you guys? Yeah, Ryan, what do you think? This one I didn't think was hard at all. I do have a hot take. So many people say that scenarios are the thing that are hard to keep track of and the adversaries are the easiest. Well, many experiences in life have informed me that I am just the exact opposite of so many people because I have no idea what you all are talking about. <laughs> like, heck, even Eric said that, yeah, scenarios are like harder to understand than adversaries. What? Adversaries are so hard for me. <laughs> you know how many times... Scenarios are so easy. It's like one thing. <laughs> Do you know how many times for France level six, I've forgotten to add a random extra explorer to a land without an explorer? And I, I forget that every time. Totally okay <laughs> if I'm the only one who thinks this. Yes, I know Power's Long Forgotten, a little bit different story, maybe varied terrains. I mean, it's not the worst. Adversaries aren't super bad either. I don't have a problem at all with scenarios. That's why I like scenarios. And for this one, all you do... Here's an adversary with six levels. There's like seven things or even eight things. Why? Because there's six levels and an escalation and a loss condition. Like, ah! But, oh, look, just, oh, when we kill bad guys, they just spawn one lesser tier invader in the nearest land. That's one thing. Who's out there saying the scenarios are harder? It's everyone. I know. I'm the outlier. I'm just like, what? Guard the L's hard. As long as so, there's no buildings in this land, I'm weird, we're fine. but it's just to me, adversaries are so much harder. So was the scenario's rules easy to keep track of compared to Insurrection or Blitz? I mean, Blitz I, think, I thought was easy. Insurrection I thought was easy. I think this was the easiest. I was... I, Ironically, I think this one actually, yeah, is the easiest. We st- uh, Why? Because Blitz is easy, right? Yeah, yeah, but I keep forgetting to get an energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, that, that innate was fast, so I get one energy for that. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, I do think this was easy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, how would you rank the difficulty for Guard the Isles Heart? We talked about this briefly earlier. If it's base difficulty, I think it's really easy. I really think it depends on the adversary. I wish there could be like a scale system based on which adversary you're playing yeah, with. No, I'm dead serious. You know? I think the difficulty here completely depends on the adversary. Because maybe Scotland with six players, it's difficulty oh. three, you know, or something. Oh. Or difficulty four. <laughs> or England difficulty three. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Russia versus England. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's easier with Russia. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'm not saying that Russia's going to be a cakewalk if you have Russia 6, because guess who's really hard? Russia 6, even in most circumstances. I'm just saying, like, we as humans have the intellect to look at things without just blanket statements Mm -hmm. and see how certain things are like, no, this is harder than that, this is harder than this, and, like, 
I really do think that you can't approach this with a generalization. No. Like, it's specific. Because Sweden is probably harder than Brandenburg, Prussia, just because of that yeah. escalation. Yeah, I mean, the escalation for Brandenburg, Prussia really isn't so no, bad. you can avoid it typically. Right. Find a single isolate power, use it on one land, and just pick that land to get them yeah. down. I like that answer, though. I'll go with your answer of it just depends on who you're facing. I'm sorry, but like so many things in this game, it varies. It Hon- really depends. Honestly, if you're playing <laughs> with events, I think that changes the difficulty of Guard the Allah's Heart. It does. Yeah. Because Beast Command yes. won't just add a town because it's yes. Beast Command. Yes! So uh, <laughs> there's so many variables to Guard the Allah's Heart. Any yes. time that John vocalizes support for Beast Command where I didn't have to pull teeth out of him <laughs> to make him say it is a, a win fun, for me. It's a fun, different way to play the game for sure. Like this scenario i'm happy it's in the game yes yeah. command this was a fun one it was mm-hmm. if you had to corner me and say which ones do you think are the hardest um i think i'm afraid of sweden i don't like england or france or Habsburg. and the thing with france i hate the fact that i am forced to pick either adding a town yeah. or blighting yeah and then forced to do that. Like, dang it. (laughs) And for Scotland, it depends on the player count and how scared I am. Yes, yes, yes. The player count. Six players. um, Uh, Swipe left. Can we play another scenario? Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for our examination of Guard the Isles Heart. What a fun time. I think we did this scenario justice. I think so. We broke it down. I can't wait for the next episode to hear what the listeners have to say. I'm really curious to see all the comments. I briefly glimpsed at some of them. The starting got ones. some really yeah. good stuff coming in. And the votes are just going crazy, so I can't wait to see how the data settles out. But until that time, we will catch you all on the Flippity Flip. Peace out. Bye. Hey there, Editing Ryan here. Did this episode have two edits that are ridiculously obvious and totally not hard to pick out? Yes! Would we rather have that than the original bad audio that was there in the first place? Also, yes! Apologies for that. Usually those are blended better, but we have been so stressed for time that John and I could only afford to be in the studio for about five minutes to frantically record that and then immediately get out the door. We are in the smack dab middle of busy season, and our free time is legitimately almost entirely eliminated. This is why this episode is a little delayed. Isles Heart 2 looks like it could be done either October 1st or the 8th. That is way later than we'd like, but it's all we can work with at the moment. I am so, so sorry about this. We'll explain everything later all in good time, but that will have to wait for another day. Until next time, please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome. On to the end credits! We appreciate that you took the time to listen to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Feel free to interact with us on our socials. You can catch us on our Facebook or Instagram, as well as BoardGameGeek, Reddit, and Discord. Consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll get access to episodes early as well as our private Discord. Links to all those will be in the description of this episode. Have a great one, and may the elements be ever in your favor.